right, yeah. oh, this is going to be a fucking weird podcast today, isn't it? You can always tell, mm. can't you? When you like walk in the room and then it's just like, first thing you said to me was something. Now I'm really sorry, but I've been ripping farts. <laughs> they were like, oh, great. You've got the air con going too, so it's going to be worse. Yeah, man. It's just really warm them up. <laughs> Good day, everybody, and welcome to the House of Mario, the South Australian Nintendo podcast that is backed by 120 Power Star Rating. I'm your host, Drew Agnew, and the doors to episode 194 are open. This week on the show, we're covering up some things that we might have missed last week that came out after the whole Nintendo Direct that happened. Very exciting stuff, um, but not too much. Pretty light week as far as news goes, so it'll be up to Bryce and I to bring us through the show. No bloody Nintendo marketing to keep us excited. Is there, Bryce? No. no. Week, no. It was all last week. It was all last week, wasn't it? It mm. was last week. It was. Mm. Yeah, no direct this week. If they had a direct every week, what do you reckon they would announce every week? They'd be like, yes, uh, it's, it's the week of Luigi this week. <laughs> and it's like, oh, we've got some pins coming out with Luigi's head on it. We're like, oh, fantastic. Let's let's buy some of that. Eventually, they'd, have to, they'd run out of like marketing tool that, that they would have to like start creating some really weird shit. Yeah, they're like, oh, guess what? we got a game and watch for every pixel of every game. So there's a thousand million of them coming out. Yeah, yeah. Mm. You're going to collect them all and then mm. you're going to stack them together. Yeah, remember those, uh, not really Tamagotchis, but they'll uh, kind of like Tamagotchis with like the screen. You've got to look after a person. You can stack them together. I never had any, but... Uh, no, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that wasn't no, that cool. No, it wasn't. No, it's a bit, a bit weird, especially since, uh, yeah, Tamagotchis were pricey, man. They were, weren't they? Mm. Yeah. They're pricier now, but they were pricey then too. Yeah. Anyway, I talk a little about that as my uh, good good mate, it's Bryce DeWitt. <laughs> yeah, finally got to it. Yeah, finally got to it. <laughs> a bit of a conversation there. So this is going to be a bit of a, a weird episode. We're talking about it before we started recording. Like, hmm, both in weird moods. We've got, we got something going on here. Tell me, Bryce. He just nods on an audio podcast. Yes. That's right. He says yes. yes. So, yeah. that. <laughs> so how you been? So it's taken me probably most of the week to finally get over... Uh, having my all-nighter for E3. Here in South Australia, E3 took place at 1.30. That's when the Nintendo Directs happened. Then afterwards, we recorded the podcast. I got it posted. By the time it was posted and it was all done, it was 8 o'clock in the morning. So I'm like, right, going to work. <laughs> and uh, the next day after I had like a full night's sleep, I felt awful. Mm. It just hit me like shit. And like I get really tired about 5 o'clock and then when it gets 12 o'clock, I wake up again. It's been really bad. So hopefully tonight I'll go to bed after we record this. Nice and be nice and perky for tomorrow. But did it uh, knock you around? This is one of the signs where I'm just like, I'm getting old. I'm getting really old. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty yeah. much. Pretty much. I think like I'm used to sleepless nights, but yeah, something about E3 week. Like, you know, I stayed up for the Xbox conference and all that as well. It just... <clears throat> did you? Wow. Yeah, and I watched half of what was the abysmal of the Square Enix conference. So, yeah, just just shit like that. I think is in yeah, just drove me to madness. Yeah, <laughs> going so tired, man. I just I don't want to think about E3 this uh, this week anymore. Mm, yeah, well, I didn't stay up for the Xbox one. I waited 
till the morning to watch it because yeah i wasn't doing multiple of those in the in a week you know especially i feel sorry for the people that stayed up for like square enix i thought square enixes was fine i fell asleep during square enixes (laughs) i got halfway through it and like halfway through it was literally like at the end of the garden guardians of the galaxy bit and i woke up in the morning and i'm like (laughs) it's just a start too (laughs) i'm like yeah i better i better catch up on it and then it turned out to be like a huge huge disappointment so yeah sucks really yeah i think uh I didn't really expect anything from the ones that weren't Nintendo and Microsoft. The other ones I really didn't expect anything from. So like Square Enix, yeah, that was fine. They did some deep dives on some games I'm looking forward to playing. But yeah. There's a a problem with E3 and going overboard with information though. Like it's, it's the same argument that people had with the Smash Brothers portion. And even we were like... Yeah, you know, that that one year it was like thirty minutes of Smash stuff and like a fucking hour long direct. Yeah, twenty eighteen we're like, oh, like we're just hot for Smash. Can't wait to see more. Then they give us like forty minutes. Like, all right, like yeah, that was too much. Yeah, it was like waste of time. <laughs> but I guess they had nothing else to fill that time, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, but they could have just not had that time. Then they could have just done a normal ass direct. They're, they're like Falco now, fucking touches his boots faster or some bullshit. When he crouches and yeah, yeah, like, they literally said like stuff like that, didn't they? <laughs> it, it was it was stupid. And then like you know, with with the Guardians of the Galaxy stuff at the Square Enix conference, it took out like a half half the time, and it was literally just them playing through like a portion of the level. Like f- fuck off, please. It's like like you know, Avengers didn't go down well, right? So people were like, oh, Guardians of the Galaxy. They're like, oh yeah, it looks good, but I don't have a lot of faith in you guys after what happened with the Avengers game. Yeah. And then they showed fucking half an hour of it and left another half an hour to stuff where it's like, ah, oh, yes, we're doing a Final Fantasy 1 to 6 collection uh, that's only for Steam and mobile and everybody collectively lost their shit because they're like, this is fucking stupid. <laughs> that was pretty unfortunate because they just did it like, you know, Final Fantasy 1, Final Fantasy 2. Like, oh, my God, they're doing a collection. It's going to be mad. Uh, <laughs> Steam and mobile. Steam and mobile. Like, <clears throat> it's like those are the platforms where I'm just like, I don't want to play old Final Fantasy games on there. No, and then and then Stranger of Paradise, uh, Final Fantasy Origin. Mm, yeah. Oh my god, why? <laughs> Looks pretty rough that game. It, it doesn't only look rough, but why did they change the Warrior of Light into some like casual clothed fuck boy? I don't get it. <laughs> like you look at the original design of the Warrior of Light, and like in Final Fantasy fourteen, they just had like a big like lore drop about the Warrior of Light, like it's actually pertinent to the game, and it was really cool. And like really well thought out. But then you've just got this guy that's just like, I'm here to fight chaos. He's just like, chaos, chaos. chaos. He's like, I want to, I want to kill chaos. There's a whole, I'll play the video for you later. It's great. It's just like a guy like reenacting the voice, but chaos has done like all these things. It's like chaos killed my wife and fuck my dog and then recorded (laughs) it and saved it as an MP4 in my cloud storage. Jesus Christ! Shit like that. It's just can, can, can they, well, it's all that anybody could think about is just how fucking ridiculous. Mm. But like you know that that was that, and then you know the the other conferences. Uh, a lot of people were like pissed off about Capcom's. I'm like Capcom kind of have enough under the wheel at the moment anyway that they don't really need to put out anything else. Yeah, they just released Monster Hunter Rise, Resident Evil Eight, or Village. Mm. Um, they got Monster Hunter Stories Two that they're. Showing a million trailers for. <laughs> mm. So, 
you know, a lot of the big hitters have already come out. They typically don't really do like a big sort of holiday game. Yeah, exactly. So they don't have anything coming out. They've already sort of released their biggest stuff. So mm-hmm. Not to, I actually didn't watch. Um, I didn't watch uh, Capcom's or no. Yeah, I didn't watch like um, Gearbox or anything like that. I, I hear it didn't miss much. But. No, I um, there there was one cool thing out of uh, the summer the summer game first, which was um, Tiny Tina spinoff for Borderlands, which should be pretty good, um, based on the Assault on Dragon Keep, which uh, was a Borderlands two DLC, and everybody really really loved it. Right. So it should should be quite good. You know, like there was things like that. It was like a battle royale that was like set in Edo, Japan with like Sekiro-esque grappling hook mechanic and all that, which looks cool, Mm. you know. So there's some decent things there, just not really all in one conjectured place at one time. Some companies were just like, we don't really care this year. (laughs) We don't really care. Um, Here's what we've got going on. Here's what will be going on, like... Very briefly, like Resident Evil DLC for Capcom and stuff like that. It's like, yeah, cool. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. So I think, uh, like, all in all, I reckon E3 was actually was know, quite good. Like, yeah. it wasn't like the best year. I know, like, a lot of people are upset about it and, like, saying it was a bad year, but I reckon it was quite fun. I, I mean, it's good I, just having it back. I missed it so much last year. Yeah. It yeah. was like, you know, just obviously with, with COVID and just how it was spread out over a uh, summer game fest, I hated it being spread out. I just like even if they're announcing stuff I care about, I'm like, oh, you know, I don't, I don't care. I'll just yeah. hear about. I'll just read an article on. It. I'm not gonna tune in like some random Wednesday and be like, oh, I guess uh, you know, Sony are doing something or Xbox doing something. I don't care. Like unless it was like unless it was Nintendo when they said, oh, we're doing the Mario 35th year anniversary direct. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I care about that. But that's like the only event throughout the year I actually cared about. Yeah, that's right. Like. I even watched Ubisoft. Like I, I'll never tune into a Ubisoft event outside of E3 because I just, you know, their games don't typically appeal to me apart from obviously Mario Plus Rabbids. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, but um, yeah, I think it was a good year. I think I think that I summarized this year with a pretty pretty decent quote. Um, last last session podcast session, I guess, which was um. This year was not about the big hitters. It was about a lot of nicheities coming back which they did, and mm. it all looks pretty good, to be honest, you know. Yeah, especially on Nintendo's front. Like, mm. a lot of those games are from titles we got on 3DS in 2017. Like, another 2D Metroid by Mercury Steam, another Wario where we've got Advance Wars coming back. That was from the DS. Like, it's, it's t- they're typically franchises you expect to see maybe on Nintendo handhelds. So that's why they aren't, like, big graphical showcases or whatever compared to your 3D Mario or like a big Fire Emblem game or Zelda. We obviously saw Zelda, but it almost, it's more of a teaser than <laughs> them showing anything. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So Bryce, before we move on, you bought some drinks I did. with us. Uh, have you had these before? Yeah. Cool. And what are they? Sochu. Sochu. Yeah. So um, what, what is, exactly is Sochu? Is it like a... a it's a Japanese spirit of some kind. I can't, I can't, I can't really... Tell you much more than that. Okay. Okay. Um, this is mine. Uh, minus one ninety six. Um, so uh, really interesting how they make this. Right. Right. So um, you've got a mix of sh- uh, sochu and vodka in there and soda, but the lemon. The reason it's called one ninety uh, minus one ninety six is because they freeze the lemons at minus one hundred ninety six degrees Celsius. Okay. <laughs> and then they crush them into a powder, 
and then infuse them into the spirit. Yeah. Yeah. So like, and it actually tastes like, like legitimate lemon, not like if you like poured lemon syrup in something. Right. Okay. It tastes really, yeah, it's really good actually. It's quite nice. All right. Let's give it a crack. Yeah. So I haven't had it before. It's quite nice. Sounds like it's going to be nice. Just mm. lemon. It's pretty good. <laughs> Lemonade. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. Tastes like a, tastes like a lemonade. And tastes like fresh lemon. Like an authentic one. Mm. Um, I, I will say, um, this is just for maybe the people watching the video, but also for the audio listeners, I my uh, tripod for my camera is currently getting fixed. So my camera is just sitting on a shoebox. Yeah. And we've currently got Wacko Jacko in the stream and he's saying, is there an earthquake? And that's because Bryce is banging on the table <laughs> with his arms when he's talking. <laughs> I'm waiting to say it. Uh, waiting to say it. A lift and come. Yeah, there we go. Ha ha ha. Yes. Yes, I see it. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Um. <laughs> I just thought I'll uh, bring it just to let Bryce know, not to shake the camera so much. It's all right. It is what it is. It's not a very stable uh, setup at the moment. I'm sorry, mate. Jesus. I'm just trying, I'm just trying to do my best. I'm here to do a podcast. <laughs> tearing into me. Oh, about, look, 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 mate. Earthquakes. Look, fucking... look, mate. It's all right. It's all right, mate. <laughs> Beautiful. Not so much used to earthquakes down this uh, end of the country, are we? Or in this country at all, really? Mm. We're not on the fault line. We feel them from time to time, though. Yeah, I can't say I've ever felt one. There's definitely been a few here. I guess you're the one making them, so I guess you will feel them. <laughs> Banging around. Wow. <laughs> Rude. Anyway. Anyway. So, Bryce, we've had a, a little bit of time with Game Maker Garage on Nintendo Switch. Came out. Game Builder Garage. Maker Garage. <laughs> I have to correct you with that. <laughs> yeah, well, like I said, look, you fed me this 6% vodka drink. I know, yeah. Now you want me to host the rest of the show. Yeah, well, you're stuffed now, aren't you? Yeah, you've bloody sti stitched up. It's a 1.6. It, it is a smaller can than usual, 1.6 prox standard drinks. Apparently, uh, Henry said when he was in Japan doing shows, they had this in vending machines. Like you could just buy it, and um, but they were like five hundred mil cans. Jesus! So you you think you think of it like five hundred uh, five hundred mil cans of that? And that's over two standard drinks per can, and they were pretty cheap too. Right? Mm, yeah. Pretty good standard for alcohol in Japan, my friend. Yeah. Anyway, so yes, we've been playing uh, Game Builder Garage. Um, we both received a copy from Nintendo Australia, so thank you very much for providing the code. And uh, Bryce, he is reviewing it on dashgamer.com, which he will be review up later this week, I believe. Yes. Yep. Yep. So I've, I haven't spent a whole lot of time with it. I spent about four hours just going through tutorials and stuff, um, checking out some people's creations online. You're able to post codes and um, trial other people's creations on that. Mm. Um, Bryce, how much time have you played with the title? Oh, about... 10, 10 hours, yeah. About that. Yeah, yep. roughly. Yeah. Yep, and how are you finding it so far? You've um, also played with your five-year-old daughter as well, so you've had a yeah, that's right, yeah. fairly different experience. Yeah, so, um, I mean, I, I booted up the game, did did some of the tutorials myself, but then I was kind of like, you know, it's the same thing with Mario Maker where you're just like, all right, enough of learning. I want to make things. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you sort of get into it and do some exploring and stuff like that. And um, I made a level with my daughter, uh, <laughs> which will be... Um, posted in the review so you can go and play a, a game that she and I made together it was only very small 
sort of enough time to sort of keep her attention. Shigeru Miyamoto would be like, "Oh god, I'm out of a job. This is this is awesome." <laughs> she she does she does want to uh, she does want to play more too. So she wants to actually make more, which is cool. Yeah, speaks volumes for the game, really, especially for a fifty dollar title. Yeah, so that's good. Um, <clears throat> it um. It's it's pretty good, and I, I like um, from from the perspective of like an actual game builder, like it, it's it's got a very like easy learning curve to a really high ceiling of skill in terms of uh, game creation. Um, just within a week, like there'd been people that had made like a recreation of Superhot in in Game Builder Garage. Uh, I saw just earlier today that somebody had made a uh, Minecraft clone in Game oh, wow. Builder Garage. Yeah. Yeah, so like the actual power of the tool is, you know, yeah. The, the most the most exciting one I saw was a, a Super Super Mario Kart sort of clone for a track as well. Yeah, like yeah. there's just like a fair bit of um, a lot you can do with it. Yeah, interesting stuff in there, which I didn't really expect because mm-hmm. like it, it does it does say that like you know uh, the tutorials are about, are about building like specific games and you basically go step by step how to make those games. Mm. So are these games are they? based off their own sort of uh, mechanic or are they all based off of these games that are already in the game? Or can you like build your like very own game from scratch? Or do you have to um, use like sort of a base from these other games that you're able to no, build from? No, so um, I guess the best way to explain it is that, you know, nodons, nodons are a central focal point for everything and it, it is really dependent on how you use specific nodons to do what. If that yep. makes sense, I suppose. Um, you can make some pretty gnarly shit just by just with some general knowledge as it is. Um, <clears throat> and the tutorials, I don't know how much of them you played or whatever. Yeah, probably like four. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, j- show, showing like the basic building blocks of like specific games in uh, in the tutorials. There's, you know, you can see where things sort of slot together and stuff like that. But um some of the stuff that me, like people create, they just go above and beyond. And you can open their programming map at like any time you're playing them, and seeing just like how how people are slicing things together to make specific things, you're just like, that's really creative. Mm. Um, you know, it's it's on a level of complexity that's like, um, some of the people that make Mario Maker levels and stuff like that, and you know, just know the the engine and the mechanics down to a fault. Mm. Um, with this, um. You you don't really know the mechanics in the engine down to the fo- down to a fault, so you have to rely on learning. Um, but because it is a game builder that you do from like absolute scratch, better not do that. Um, don't do a drew. Don't spill your drink. <laughs> no, uh, from absolute scratch, um, it is quite easy to pick up if you're willing to set the side in like let's set the time in for, to learn it. I guess like in, it's it's good. It's really really good on that level. Um, but if you don't have a have a passion for building games, you're not really going to care too much for it. Yeah, it's not like Mario Maker where user user created content is is the driven focal point of the game. Um, you playing games in Game Builder Garage is largely down to, um, you know, your interest in making them. Yeah, yeah. Would you would you recommend? Because I haven't been able to do any of the uh, like. Um, actually play any of uh, people's user-generated content because you've got to finish all the tutorials first, it seems like. No, you don't. No. You only have to finish the first one. Do you? Because I'm still locked out of it. Yeah, no, you only have to finish the first one. Okay. Promise you. 
Okay, fair enough. Because I, I went, I went, did the first one, and then I went and checked out some music creator levels, then went back to the tutorials. Okay, gotcha. Because yeah, I, I'm still locked out in mine. I've done three or four, for whatever reason. You're doing something wrong there, my friend. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, I haven't been able to try any of that stuff. But do you, would if someone did pick it up, so I just want to try some stuff that's made up by uh, users. Would you recommend that? Is it is it worth it trying for, out some for fifty dollars? Um, because you get some like fully made indie games with that money. Yeah, really, I guess. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And I mean, like you know, fifty dollars is a is a bit of a price point, and you've really got to have an interest in what's going on. You know, um, and I think that's that's the primary that's the primary point of it is like game builder garage for fifty dollars is is really good for a game builder tool. Um, that that's you know a better price point than I'd ever expect Nintendo to put on it, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, but if 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 you're getting it just to go, oh, let's look at people's weird creations in game builder garage. You're not going to find anything. I guess too flavorful, if that makes sense. Like it is very interesting to see how people make particular things work in Game Builder Garage, um, but you're gonna have you're gonna have a care for game design, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I reckon that's it. Yeah, it seems like a good entry point as well. Like I know, like uh, with say Game Builder Garage, it's on Switch. You know, a kid might have it or whatever. And um, more recently, Apple announced that you can make games on iPad with Swift and then you can uh, submit them straight to the app store from your iPad. So you can do all of that on that as well. And it has sort of like tutorials and how to, how to like fix problems and how to code and all that. So there's getting more and more options to learn this type of stuff. Even, yeah, yeah. On, even on PlayStation with Dreams, you've got some quite powerful tools on there as well. So it's good to see like if, if you seriously do want to create video games, there's a lot of ways to get out there and learn and eventually... yeah. You know, download Unity or one of these game engines on your PC, and I think that's really a, make something. I think it's important to note that Game Builder Garage is nothing like Dreams. Yeah, like it is. It is very different in how it operates. Um, there's a lot you can sort of do with it, um, but Dreams can be extremely powerful. Yeah, like as as a content as a content driven uh, game developer game, I guess. Um, and uh, Game Builder Garage is not that. It's uh, very basic on a fundamental level. Um, but uh, it, it does offer um, guidance, which... Uh, guidance and ease, I, I should probably say. So that makes it a little bit, uh, I, guess, I guess, approachable for children is probably the best way to put it. Yeah, this um, is definitely probably the more friendly one for younger audiences. Yeah. Which I dare say it's targeted that. My, my main... You know what my main concern, my main concern with the game is, is that its tagline is uh, "Learn to make games with the minds at Nintendo." Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. That's that's a very powerful statement. And when you when you're putting out a statement like that, you think, "Oh, well, you're going to teach me how to make Mario Kart or you know Mario or Zelda or Pokemon or something like that." But it's nothing like yeah. that. It's, it's like what I said. I I, I expected a, <laughs> like a Skillshare session with Shigeru Miyamoto or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, could you imagine that being like, instead of these little games, which I know is probably better for like teaching someone the very basics, but if like they had like Mario Kart 8 running and then it just paused 
and all the code came up. It showed what controls, like does your controls and everything. and actually breaks down actual games on the Switch. I know that would be way too far for like most people, but that would still be really awesome to see how it's like. Learn from the Monster Nintendo. This is what is is really driving in the background. Uh, uh, Breath of the Wild. This is what is driving Mario Kart 8. This is how the the cat mechanic works. How you like you transfer to other characters and how we get that to work seamlessly. And that could be actually pretty interesting, but yeah, it won't, won't happen. No, that's right. And you know, if, if, if that, if that's what it was about and they had all these assets from Mario and stuff like that in there, it wouldn't be a $50 game. Oh no, 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 of course not. <laughs> that being said, you can create your own assets. So if you want to make Mario, you can go and <laughs> it's, mm. it, it doesn't really matter, but yeah. you, you have to make those things yourself. It's like in dreams. I just loved watching compilations of, uh, all the Mario 64 clones and all that. And people really did it really well. Oh yeah. yeah. It's like getting the physics was the hardest thing, but just like the actual uh, presentation and the graphics looked absolutely fantastic. What some people, people could uh, wrangle up. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, you can't, you can't do fr- uh, 3d models in game builder garage. You can only do sprites if you want to do that. Uh, yeah. That type of thing. But um I think you know. I think I think the most important thing about Game Builder Garage at the moment is that it needs more engines. So it needs RPGs, etc. You know, turn-based RPG engines and stuff like that. Mm, yeah. So that people can make more unique sort of things, I suppose. Yeah, I, th- I think it's just Nintendo's. They're coming at it from a point like we want to teach you the basics, and then if you're if you get that, you're like this is fun. You're going to move on to your computer. That's what they're looking for. Where's Where's Dreams was like, we want this to be a community of people putting content into uh into our servers. People can download it, play it, and share, create, all that type of thing. But mm-hmm. yeah, this is pretty different. Do you reckon you'll be heading back to it after you've done the review? Has it sort of like made you scratch well, your creative bug or anything like that? Or? Well, Evie wants to make more things, so I'll probably do things with her. But I think like you know, that is the the drive of it for me. When I was asked to do the review, which was, you know, a, f- a few weeks before the game was slated to launch, um, I basically said, well, yeah, I'll do it. Um, and I took it under the premise that I would, I would do it with my daughter because she's interested in video games and, you know, not that <laughs> I want to drive her career or anything towards video games or what have you, but she seems to have a genuine interest in video games themselves. So I figure, well, she's a very creative kid. This might be a new way to sort of introduce her into creating some more different things. Yeah. You know, and um, she got a little bit bored with it to begin with. Um, But, you know, there is a lot of waggling around just to try and make things work. But when she saw it all come together, she was like, oh, that's really good. Yeah. Yeah, her game is called uh, Save Nyan Cat. It's one level. <laughs> it's one level. You've been sending me a lot of videos too of your daughter playing Hatsumiku on Switch as well, the rhythm game. Yeah. How did she get it? Did she just see it on your Switch and go, I like that character and start playing it? No, or no, 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 no. She, how uh, did she find it? I'm just curious because I, I love that game as well. Yeah. YouTube. YouTube? Yep. Who, who's playing it on YouTube? No, she just found Miku on YouTube and then I said, oh. I have a Miku game. Oh, and she's gotcha. like, can we play the Miku game? I'm like, yes. Cool, cool. That's so, awesome. I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> she's really into it. She's found like her favorite, her favorite her Vocaloid song in the last couple of days. So she's been playing that nonstop. 
and uh, yeah, now she wants to draw me here. So I'm like, all right, well, tell you what, we'll print out some pictures, get you some tracing paper, and you can go hog wild. That's really sweet. I love that. Oh, yeah, she's really into it. I love hearing about your daughter. Or oh, she's <laughs> just she's, like getting into this stuff. She's really creative. That kid, like you know, she loves drawing. She loves. Uh, playing video games she loves making video games she's very artistically driven and you know loves artistic things and uh, as as we uh, have come to realize in the last decade is that uh, video games are very much an expression of art form and so she's definitely fallen into that camp of you know video games are great Uh, the things around them are great and they're a passion to be celebrated, I suppose. Just wait till she's 16. She'll be like, I don't care, Dad. I just want to be the cool one at school. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I don't think that'll happen with her. She's very much a free spirit. Yeah. She likes what she likes. Yeah. And that's good. And I hope she holds on to that. I hope she does too, but we'll see. Because that's what we did too. We'll see. Know? We like Pokemon. <laughs> we held on to that shit. We did. Like Nintendo, we held on to that shit. We held it on. And we're from a small country bumpkin town where they're just like, that's for nerd. So, sure is. Mm. Yeah, you know, <laughs> much much harder to be in the hobby that we're in here than it is in, say, a city, if if that makes more sense. No, we can just blend it in the city. Whereas here, it's like, oh yeah, yeah. Like, here we don't blend it at all. We're just like, oh, you, you do that podcaster, and you're like, yeah, I do that podcaster. What is it again? What's it about? Uh, Nintendo, uh, bloody Nintendo games. You you fidgety with your controller thingy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it's like, oh, yes. And then you get people that were like, you know. Our age or whatever, they're just like, oh, Nintendo. I'm a PlayStation. I'm a PlayStation person. Nintendo sucks. It's like, that's your enough. prerogative. So fair enough. I'm a PlayStation guy too. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. <laughs> it really doesn't matter. It's what you enjoy, you know. Yeah. But that, that's the thing. It's like even like through it throughout the years, that's never really changed. I guess. Yeah, it's like, what are you currently playing, Drew? I'm playing Super Game Maker. <laughs> Game Maker, Jesus Christ! <laughs> I'm just. It wasn't actually actually just thinking about it, like thinking about uh, even just Pokemon. Like, and it wasn't until Go, where people were like, "Uh, yeah, Pokemon's not that bad." Nah, I noticed. I noticed like year eleven at school, people just, just like you know started coming out, being like, you know what, Pokemon's cool. I loved it when I was in primary school. I'm like, oh, good. I've been playing it the whole time. I don't have to uh, not tell you anymore. <laughs> I've told the story before, but when um, someone came in the Target when I was buying Pokemon Pearl, I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, so yeah, like, I, yeah. hit, I hit it. Then when he left, I went and bought it. I was like, fucking hell, who gives a shit if I'm buying the Palkia game? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, love Palkia. You, you, felt, you feel subconscious when you're a kid because you want to fit in, and that's like the problem. Yeah. Whereas, you know, the, while it's not as pre- uh, prevalent these days now that we're adults and we can actually form a coherative con- thinking, um, you know, there's still, still always that stigmatism in the background. Yeah, well, I um don't care too much, Bros. No, I don't anymore either. Every now and again, I'm on Facebook, like, hey, I do an internet podcast, and everyone ignores it. I'm like, that's cool. <laughs> that's why I don't go on Facebook anymore. It's not worth it because I ignore your Nintendo podcast. Because no, just <laughs> don't give a shit. Does anybody really give a shit about what's on Facebook anymore? Nah, no. <laughs> I always get friend suggestions from like. Just like uh, women all the time. Like, so, oh, you should be friends with this person. I don't know who that is. Mm. And it's never a man. It's always some like 22-year-old woman. Mm. So what are you trying to do to me, Facebook? Half of these profiles are fake anyway. Stop trying to suggest me friends. I don't want to be friends with people on Facebook. I don't think I've added a person on Facebook for years. No. 
I remember being to your Facebook list was pretty full though. It was like four hundred plus people or something. Your Facebook, your Facebook was pretty large of a lot larger people. I don't think mine's ever gone over one twenty because I'm like, fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when Messenger came out, I was kind of like, oh yeah, Messenger's cool. It's just like, okay. So I started using that, and then like the rest of Facebook just slowly phased out over time because I'm like, fuck, this is this is bad. Planking is shit. We talked about that last week too. Oh, what a time to be alive. What a time to be alive. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sure everyone's like, you know what? Facebook sucks, but still use it every day. No, there's a lot of people that do for sure, but yeah. Yeah, I'm not one of them. No. Mm. So you've been playing anything else, Bros? No. Apart from you've just being a- like Final Fantasy. Just playing that super unusual. duper maker game. Yeah. And super maker garage builder. Yeah. Where you build garages. Game builder Deluxe. garage. That's the whole title. Deluxe. Yeah, I yeah, believe su- that. Super duper garage maker. Where you the game where you build garages deluxe? That's the full title. Just you wait to the next Nintendo console. We'll be getting that. No, <laughs> no, I don't want it. No, I don't want it. No. Well, fair enough. You can leave it. <laughs> leave it to who? Superman. Leave it to Beaver. Mm, yeah, Beaver. Beaver. Yeah. Yep. Not Beaver. 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 Yep. Leave it to Beaver. Yeah. For, for whatever you're saying. All right. <laughs> you know how to leave it to Beaver? No. There you go. Leave it to Beaver. Leave, leave it to Beaver. Leave it to Beaver. Yeah, yeah. Is that a saying? It was a show. Yeah. Okay. Long time ago. Fair enough. No, I haven't heard it. Mm. Yep. All right. Let's move into the news, Bryce. Not too much, and we'll wrap wrap this weird show up. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is that all? Uh-huh. I, I am I, my friends. All right, Bryce, we've got a pretty slow week this week because we had a massive week last week. They didn't come out and announce a, br- a brand new Metroid game this week. No, they didn't, no. Because they did it last week. That's right, yeah. Was there a new Fire Emblem game this week? No, there wasn't mm. because there's already an Advance Wars game announced. You yeah, can't. so Fire Emblem's cancelled. Yeah, it's cancelled. Uh, Ike, we're never going to see him again. You're only going to hear him on the House of Mario, so make sure you are... Uh, you, can hear a, you can hear a very sad... Yeah, in fight. the distance. I fight for my friends. We're dead. <laughs> my friends are dead. Yes. So, all right. So this one's from Nintendo Life, and uh, I bring this one up because uh, a lot of Animal Crossing fans felt a bit dissed by last week's uh, direct. A lot of people were hoping for a big update, an expansion, more information about more content coming to the game. The game has sold 32 million copies, so you know, so surely they're going to keep us coming back they're going to monetize it somehow they're going to keep us coming back but they uh, but they didn't and uh sort of on twitter i saw like a lot of uh, disheartened animal crossing fans and while i probably would have said that we're not going to see an animal crossing updated at e3 probably you know it's not really the place for that type of thing but who knows who knows it might have shown up but it didn't and um this is this is coming from the verge and uh, a quote from uh, Doug Bowser. He says, while we didn't talk about it during the E3 Nintendo Direct, we absolutely have plans going forward to ensure the 33 million people who have islands out there have new and fun activities to engage with. Look forward to more to come. End quote. So just a, a very, uh, Doug Bowser, he's, he's the king of very boring <laughs> marketing speak. He just says, yes, expect more. And whether that means uh, in autumn we're going to get some cool things in spring we're going to get a nice flower for our hair 
It might mean that or it might mean some more significant stuff to come. But do you sort of expect any big movements for a DLC for Animal Crossing? Because we haven't really had it in the uh, series past. We have had like a big free update with like um, the Caravan Park in uh, Animal Crossing on 3DS. We had that uh, Amiibo update fairly late in its life and that was a big significant update we added new villages and new area and stuff yeah but really we haven't had much for animal crossing new horizons it's just been the stuff that is typically been included with the game at launch but now they're like we're going to save it so we can put it out season by season so people can't time travel but um yeah do you think we're going to see anything exciting from animal crossing a lot of people are asking for it so i hope they get what they're after i mean i'd like to say uh you know, they'd keep updating it. But I think at this point, you'll get trickle updates. But I think they'd probably just be working towards making the next one. Yeah. I hope they're not because... Well, 32 million copies. The well has got to dry soon. They're, they're going to run out of like... Yeah. They've made a shit ton of money off that game now. Because mm. like, just say, watching Animal Crossing streamers, they are just squeezing this orange. They are getting every drop of content out. But that's the problem. <laughs> you see? Because mm, they're playing it so much. Yeah, they're I, playing I, it I so much. Right? But like the community that plays Animal Crossing, they play Animal Crossing and they don't necessarily look out towards other Nintendo franchises that much. It's like a very segmented sort of community within on, oh, on Nintendo Switch. So... Yeah, I mean, I would like to see more stuff come at Animal Crossing, whether it's to bring like people like us back who are, you know, casual fans of the series, yeah, enjoy look, playing it. I don't think it's going to grab me back. Not going to grab you back? No. It, look, it's not that Animal Crossing is bad. I've, I've, I've spent 120 hours in it. I would say that New Horizons is a very good game, but there is a point where it becomes a chore sim mm. I with fe- no progression. <laughs> I fell off because every day I was just harvesting my oranges and selling them on my heart. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't like say like oh, I'm going to stop playing, but I just stopped playing because yeah. I, I, I think I, I made it too boring for myself. Yeah, doing it, that it becomes <laughs> a chore. It becomes a chore, like a chore list every day at some point, mm-hmm. right? Like all these events and stuff like that. They're like you can get these items in this event at this time. Like the warp pipe, I really should have logged in and got, for example, because oh, it's in there for good. Oh, is it now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can go collect it for good. Yeah, you're going. Um, I thought they were getting rid of it. No, I don't think so. I think you buy it from the Nook Miles uh, PC. Use your okay. Nook Miles tickets. Yeah, right. could be. I could be wrong. I haven't played I thought, it I since it, then. I thought it was zapping away after all the Mario celebrations were done. No, I don't think it would make sense if it was because they got rid of everything else. I guess, <laughs> but I think they were keeping it in there. Okay. Well, anyway, um, just you know, things like that, right? It's like the events and stuff like that with limited limited time items and all that. I just right. Something that was really cool about older Animal Crossings were its innate ability to include Nintendo franchises through like neat little items you could find and hunt for and stuff like that. There's not really any of that no. in New Horizons. No. So yeah. I don't have the incentive. I can't make themed rooms around like Zelda or Pokemon or something like that. And why there isn't more of that stuff that isn't just naturally tied to the game is beyond me. Yeah. Because I would love to see that stuff in there and I would actually hunt for it. When you think about stuff in previous Animal Crossing games, like even you could emulate old games. Like you could even probably just do that again in this one, despite the fact you've got Nintendo Switch Online, right? And have have the uh, the cartridges or consoles or whatever they were in previous Animal Crossing. Uh, I think it was GameCube one. Maybe. Yep. Yep. Yeah. 
and had um, NES games. That's right. And like, you know, you could collect them and play them at Animal Crossing. Even just something like that would be so good. Yeah, it'd be amazing. Like, just from a lot of people talking about this game, it is like missing a fair few things that, uh, say, New Leaf on 3DS included. Because Animal Crossing, it was always one of those series where I'm like, it would be such a nightmare to translate this game. Every single villager has its own dialogue, its own sort of uh, scenarios that says different things. But now every villager just sort of shares the same dialogue for like every single situation. So there's less sort of personality in every single villager, which is kind of a shame. And it it is there are a few instances of that throughout the the entire game. So um, yeah, I, I would like to see it get updated more. And uh, but for people that were getting angry at it, it's like that is not sort of the the place to announce that type of thing. No, no. They had a lot of new stuff coming out. It's like. Again, like it's going to get triple trickle updates, and if you're wasting that precious time that they have at E3 just to announce more trickle updates, it's 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 just frustrating for the people that are looking for other things, mm. right? And like the thing is, is like I guess the best example is to look at conferences like Capcom's this year, right? Um, and people are like, here's DLC for X game or, you know, whatever. And people are just like, oh, I don't care. And that's the exact same way Animal Crossing is going to be received if it's E3 as well. Yeah. It's like it's like an Xbox's conference. They were just doing game, 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 game. And then they stopped for like 10 minutes on Forza Horizon. I loved it. I'm like, oh, yes, Forza Horizon 5. Cannot wait for it. They're like, oh, this is, we're going around to Mexico and we're getting local artists to do art here. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. That's all. That's really cool. But a lot of people are like, why 10 minutes on Forza? And like three minutes and everything else. Yeah. And anyone who's not interested in Animal Crossing is like an Animal Crossing update at E3. Are you serious? Yeah. Of of this 40, <laughs> 40 minute direct, you're going to talk for three to five minutes about Animal Crossing updates? Yeah. No. And and you know what? Same could be said for Smash Brothers. They're like, here's an update for Smash. Here's a new character. Yeah. I guess the same could be said. But, but the difference between that is that a new character is usually meta shifting. Like it is game changing. Whereas, like in Animal Crossing trickle updates, which are the only things being announced now, yeah. right? They've got their seasonal events. We've done a full year rotation. We know what's coming out of every seasonal event. They're not really going to change it. But during those seasonal events, they might go, "Oh, here's here's some new items you get in this seasonal event. It's like here is a lamp that looks like a mushroom or something, <laughs> right? Like it's it's not going to overall impact your gameplay whether you're going to get that mushroom or not. But with Smash Brothers, even if you don't own the Fighters Pass or anything like that, and you still play online play, you know, getting Kazuma or whatever mm. in um in the game is going to ultimately affect your gameplay like significantly. Yeah. It is a new character. It's also a lot more exciting announcement to be fair. <laughs> well, like here's a, here's a character representing Tekken. Yeah, that's right. In our game. Yeah. Not unless a mushroom unless, lamp. Unless they have Tekken um, items in the Animal Crossing. It's no. a, it's a collaboration and you know, that's what, that's what it comes down to mm. is these collaborations are, um, they're multi-company and they're a big deal and it usually is a money trade and, you know, there, there's a level of, of agreeance that Smash updates are very important and are uh, announced for very specific reasons. An Animal Crossing update is not really. Yeah, I mean, Nintendo sees the numbers when they do a Nintendo Direct. They do trailers and that. And I dare say they see the numbers that people very much want a Smash update. Yeah, and that's the other thing as well. 
and is, is <laughs> how, how are you going to compare, right? You have to remember in, in comparison. Yeah, I'm trying not, not to knock over you. Sorry, bro. <laughs> yeah. Like you can't compare and be like, you know, even, even with Animal Crossing, it's 32 million copies. Like sold more than Smash. Like, yep. Yeah, it kind of kind of smashed everything else, didn't it? But how many how many people from that Animal Crossing lot actually followed these events live when they are live? So like directs and stuff like that, mm-hmm. uh, just to hear Animal Crossing news because, like you said, they're pretty isolated. You know, they they play Animal Crossing for Animal Crossing. They don't really seek out other Nintendo franchises. They want to play Animal Crossing because they like Animal Crossing. Yeah, right. They're not going to tune in for live updates just for Animal Crossing and Nintendo, they're not big enough. The updates are never that substantial enough that they deserve their own direct or anything like that. So there's no reason they're going to do the same for the thing for them at E3, if that makes sense. Yeah. My sort of like biggest exposure to like really big Animal Crossing fans was Bobby Paul's Nintendo Gurus. Um, yeah, that's Twitch right. streams and stuff. Mm-hmm. And on the DS, I, that's where I fell, fell in love with Animal Crossing was on DS with Wild World and... I was like, this game is great. It's so relaxing. It's awesome. And I, I was so excited when it came to 3DS and when it was coming to Switch as well. And being exposed to like the community that plays it, I'm like, yeah, this is one of the more hardcore Nintendo franchises out there. Like compare it to like Fire Emblem or anything else. I'm like, you expect like Fire Emblem to be like really nerdy and into it, which they are. But the Animal Crossing fan base is, there's something else. Yeah, I, they're savage. Man. I, I respect it, and I'm scared of it at the same time. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah, and uh, just what you can do with your islands now. People are just going nuts with it. It's really oh, you can do so many things with it. Like I'm, like even just terraforming and stuff like that. Like Animal Crossing is its own monster, you know. And with New Horizons, they opened up so many possibilities. It's not even funny. Mm. Um, and it's definitely respectable. And the things you can do with it are nothing short of incredible in terms of like building your own island. But that in itself is the game. <laughs> you know, the, the updates and stuff like that, nobody liked. Remember the first event? The first event for Animal Crossing? Uh, Easter. No, I don't. Oh, oh in, in-game event, yes. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> yeah, I, lo- I, I love that, how they just, like, you can get Easter eggs. If that's all you find, I just want to get a fish, dude. Yeah, I just want to make <laughs> money off of selling fish and you're giving me these fucking Easter eggs. It was yeah. a travesty. People fucking hated it. Yeah. I stopped playing Animal Crossing until that event was over. I didn't even hunt the event items. I was like, no, I'm not doing this. Yeah, they did end up patching it to uh, get the rates down, but because <sighs> I guess they actually listened. That was good. But yeah, that was just, it was nuts. It was, it was terrible. It made me stop playing Animal Crossing. And, you know, that is, that, <laughs> that is these updates. It's, it's like, like two weeks after the game came out as well. Yeah. It's hilarious. I, I, I stopped playing it for a month. Yeah. <laughs> Like literally, I'm like I'm interested in this game, but I'm not interested in this. <laughs> this is fucking terrible. And then whenever the seasonal events come along, I was I, I wasn't interested in playing them. Like I got that much of a bad backlash mm. from that one event. Then I was like, okay, no. well, well, yeah. I never played a seasonal event afterward. I was like, it, it just impedes on my time. I, I want to make my island pretty. I want to make bells by catching fish, whatever. Can't do that when there's a fucking seasonal event because it just interrupts everything. So I'm like, yeah, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, no, fair enough. Yeah. That being said, probably should boot it up again sometime, see how my, uh, mm-hmm. what kind of degeneracy my island has become. Everyone's just like crawling around, help, help, we're all dying. You're supposed to feed us with affection and love. 
Forget the orchard that you've got over there that's got heaps of trees of plenty of fruit and stuff. We're, yeah, we're think, starving. Think about all those pears you'll be coming back to, Bryce. And the thing is, it's like, weren't, weren't villages pretty retroactive before? Like, they were just, like, if you turned your, off your Animal Crossing game for, like, a year, just the heaps of them would be missing. I don't know about heaps of them, but you'll... A few of them at you'll least. You'll lose a couple, yeah. Yeah, I don't think that's like that in this one. That's good. Unless you want them to go. Like, you literally shut the game off. Like, I'm not turning this back on until but I mean, it makes Frank's things, gone. <laughs> but, I mean, it makes it makes things more interesting, you know? Like, you know, it makes you want to keep up with the game so you don't lose those important villages. Yeah, true. Well, maybe turn on turn on the game and have a look next time. Mm. Fill us in next time if all your villages are gone. And, by the way, I, I kind of I kind of stopped playing because I really wanted to find Philbit, but I could not find Philbit. He's a little you blue just squirrel. To, just, go, just go get an amiibo card, man. Yeah, I want to. He's in set three, I think. I'm really... Just buy one on eBay. Yeah, I might. I want that amiibo. If anyone's got a Philbert amiibo card, I'm happy to spend uh, like ten, twenty dollars on it. So send it my way. I want my Philbert. Tell me why. I just love his fur. Tell me why. He's got such a beautiful smile. Tell me why. He smells like gingerbread. He just wants feel bread. There you go. Feel bread. Yeah, it had to rhyme. What's feel bread? Just like, just blue yeast? Yep. Cooking? Yeah. Smurf bread, you know. It's all smurf blue. bread. Blue. Blue. So you could just repurpose smurf bread as filbert bread. Eiffel 65, you know. Yo, listen up. Here's a story about a little squirrel guy who lives in an animal world. <laughs> yes. All right, Bryce, let's, uh, let's shift things to Bayonetta 3. This is the title, I think, like the last three years we've been saying, oh, it's Bayonetta 3D3, and it never has. Um, but Kamea is annoyed about fans asking what happened to Bayonetta 3. So this, <laughs> is ca- this comes from my Nintendo news. And the article reads, The game that many thought would make a sneak appearance during the recent Nintendo E3 2020 presentation was Platinum Games' long-awaited next installment of the Bayonetta series, Bayonetta 3. Uh, Kamea, the game's creator, has expressed annoyance on Twitter due, due to the consistent requests by fans on social media platform asking what has happened to the Nintendo Switch exclusive. We have yet to see a gameplay trailer for this uh, game since it was announced back in December 2017 at the Game Awards. However, Kamea did uh, say earlier this year that the game is progressing well and that it is down to Nintendo regarding as to when they produce a show and and show a trailer for Bayonetta 3. So he's quoted for saying, I get why people say, hurry up and release info or show something. But Kamea wrote on Twitter, uh, reckless remarks like, has development stopped, or I guess it's delayed, etc. Are nothing but annoyance, uh, are nothing but annoying public waste. Kamea replied uh, to tweets by those suggesting that development has stopped by calling those Twitter users uh, "kuso backer," which t- translates to "fucking idiots." Yeah, <laughs> it did seem irritated with the speculation, however, because it's previously indicated things are progressing well. So and quote end of the article so yeah it is one of those games where it's like it's been a long time so Kamiya's always been a brash guy though <laughs> he's always been he's always been a brash guy so I'm not yeah. su- I'm not surprised that he was like Kusopaka <laughs> fucking Twitter I'm really not surprised at all yeah. Um, yeah, and you know what fair enough if, like here's the thing is these people need to alleviate their frustration sometimes oh yeah of course Just fair, fair enough with him um, 
if if the game is progressing well and he's basically saying it's down to Nintendo to announce it, right? Then it's down to Nintendo to announce it. Yeah, there's just yeah, there's no ifs and or buts about it. Um, I have every faith, every every faith in Platinum. Platinum's Platinum's a good studio, right? And Kami is a good director, and um, you know, I would. I actually kind of side with him on this one. If people keep going, oh, well, I guess it's been delayed or has it been cancelled? Like, he's, he's probably yeah. just sick of reading it and just being like, I'm doing my best. Leave me alone. Yeah, you know? I, I definitely agree with that. It's just like, it has been, it was announced in 2017. So, like, in 2018, you're like, oh, we might see something a bit more. Yeah. Fans like, oh, nothing. Um, 2019, oh, we might see something a bit more. Nothing. 2020, mm. you know, it was, a, it was a very different year. Fair enough. And this year, it's coming up to the fourth year. So, oh, we might see something and still nothing. We have to remember, though, and this is very pertinent and very important. Right? Very, very important. All right? I'm going to label that. Very important. You getting me? I'm, I'm getting you. You getting me? Yeah, I'm, I, oh, actually, no, uh, fill me in a bit. Okay. It's important. Oh, I yeah, got you. Right. <laughs> They've had a lot. Uh, coming out and you know you've made note of this you're like they've had a lot of game releases since then so why haven't they said anything about Bayonetta and I think that's kind of important they only said Bayonetta 3 was in development they didn't say how far along it was in development they didn't say what else other other titles I had at the time uh, in development they just said it's the next on the list yeah I think I think uh, like Farakawa or something probably just signed a contract saying Platinum you're going to make it an exclusive game it's going to be Bayonetta 3. And that's probably as far as it was. Exactly right, yeah. So they made a teaser trailer and that was it, right? That's all they could do. Um, it, it's uh, very important to note all of that pretty much just in one stretch, just bang. That is the case. Um, so do you think about the titles that we got since then? We've got stuff like Astral Chain, right? Astral Chain, Astral Chain was a very, very good game. It certainly was. And I'm glad that, you know, they weren't just trying to rush it out the door to make room for Bayonetta 3. Three because it was going to be a big name title, you know. Astro Chain is a very good game, so um, <laughs> it's it's quite obvious that they're taking their time while trying not to abrash the quality of their other titles, and that's very important. Um, so the fact that there's no Bayonetta three news, hmm. yeah, I mean, like Bayonetta two was just it was. 10, 10 out of 10s across the board. Yes, it was. They've yeah. got uh, a lot a lot to live up to for a sequel. Um, I think Platinum take it, takes it very seriously. Yeah. It's got Nintendo as a publisher. Lots of money, mm-hmm. lots of time, yes. lots of resources. Yes. So take all the time you need, Platinum. That's right, yeah. Come here. Like, sorry, man. Don't No need to be angry. Yeah, and like, fair enough. It's like, you're working hard on this thing. This, fair enough. It's people being like, hey, when are we going to see this game? But it's another thing being like, oh, I guess it's delayed. It's like, well... I guess it's cancelled or whatever. So well, no, no, no. Games take a long time to make. Look, games are hard to make. Look at look at uh, a lot of Nintendo's main series. You won't see main games from them in a very long time. No. When was the last time you saw a? Uh, well, when was Star Fox Zero? Uh, twenty fifth, uh, twenty sixteen. It came out. Twenty sixteen, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So five years ago, nothing on a new to- uh, Star Fox title since then. Uh, before that, when was that? Uh, uh, the GameCube one, right? Uh. uh Assault, yeah. Since like the first, like there was the, a couple, there was a couple. No, no, console like main console title, right? Mm. Yeah, that was a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> it was like fucking two thousand nine or something like that. Like, yeah, you know, uh, Smash Brothers. Long time between titles. Very popular game. In fact, it sells in the tens of millions. 
when it when it does. Mm. Except for the Wii U, because <laughs> if you combine the 3DS cells and Wii U cells, I suppose. But yeah, yes, you can combine them, and it will <laughs> that will work. Yeah, exactly. The, yeah, the DS one did sell. Yeah, because nobody wanted to buy the Wii 3DS U. 3DS one. Yeah. yeah. But like that, that is that is yeah, sort of the end all and be all of it. These things do take time, and Bayonetta is no different. Uh, to presume that it's just churned out like every other action RPG that's on the market, like Assassin's Creed and stuff like that, is uh, very misinformed. Mm. Yeah, so just be patient; it'll get there. We got pl- in the meantime. Play uh, play uh, Vanquish if uh, you can't get enough Bayonetta. Play Vanquish. Vanquish is a very cool game that um, got semi re released recently. Mm. Not on Switch. Oh, is it on Switch? I think it might have. Don't think it is. If not, you can play on just about everything else. Um, Vanquish is a don't very it, yeah. Don't think it was. Vanquish is a very cool game. I yeah. enjoy. I enjoyed my uh, playthrough of it. Yeah, I got given it on PlayStation Plus on PS3 years ago. Yeah, it's yeah. fun. Very cool. Really fun, like sliding mechanics and <laughs> the sliding mechanics is like the whole meme of the game, and I love it. It's just like <laughs> sliding through everything and shooting things. Like, yeah, look at me. I'm like spinning in circles doing a slide. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, Vanquish is fun. <laughs> Very good platinum game. All right, so these are just some like uh, announcements for uh, dates. And this is just, uh, I brought this one up mainly for the Australian audience, but also obviously for the US audience as well. Um, in the US, a Hotline Miami collection uh, physical is going up for pre-order. Mm-hmm. And obviously, if you live in America, you're interested in this, go and pre-order. Worldwide. <laughs> yes, but I will say, since it is uh, blocked here in Australia because of... Hotline Miami 2 getting refused classification in Australia. Um, the collection went up for like two hours on the eShop. I got it. In a digital only game and it went away. Bryce claimed the code. I was too slow. I got home after work and I wasn't able to do it. I've got a very, ex- <laughs> I reckon I've got a very expensive Nintendo account as a result because I'm one of the very few people that managed to redeem a code for it. <laughs> Are you ever going to sell your. Uh, oh, fuck no. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I know it's, I know it's rare in Australia. But also, is anyone going to be like, I'm going to pay good money for your account because it's got an Australian copy of You would Hotline be surprised. I mean, I would be. It is a very big oddity for something like that to happen. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you want Bryce's account... 100, 100 thou. 100,000. American. American. American, yeah. I want to buy a house. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a Nintendo account. That's right. You bought that many games on there. You probably spent over $100,000 on there. Oh, I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't think that thing's... If you have, that is impressive. Did you you buy anything on the uh, E3 sale? Uh, I was looking at Crash Bandicoot 4, but no, nothing really. I've sort of... There's nothing that interested me, but I didn't really have. Uh, I bought I bought a few things like um there was a stuff there was like a game for one cent on there for example and then like oh I did actually I bought a Metro game it was four dollars yeah Metro was four dollars yeah um, I, bought that. I bought that too uh, there was Super Bomberman Bomberman R which I think was six dollars oh you didn't know say that yeah yes it was like re- yeah there was a lot of really cheap stuff on there um Final Fantasy ten and ten two went half price I did say the Final Fantasy games were. Half price, yeah. Yeah, so I, I bought ten and ten too for half price because that's two that's two games for forty bucks, so twenty bucks a pop. That's pretty good, mm. especially for Final Fantasy. Yeah. So you know, just stuff like that. It's pretty good. Yeah. Add to the collection, make your account a bit juicier. And my account, my account is very juicy. Don't worry about that. Like between you know, game reviews and sales and stuff like that, I've plumped up a lot of a lot of collection now. What's your uh, what's your password? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. You wish you'd know. <laughs> Um, so, uh, we've released, but on the, so just for the, on the 17th of July, you can grab your copy 
and it comes with some neat googies, uh, googies, goodies. <laughs> googies. Googies. You got to get googies. some googies. Get some eggs in them belly googies. <laughs> <laughs> so you get the game cartridge and art book, which contains a 30, 30 page art booklet. And it's uh, 30 American dollars and on um, online retailers. So, yeah, just thought I'd put that in there. If, you, if you're interested in that. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> and I'm the one creating earthquakes. Yeah, no, I, I, I do the tremors. You do the earthquakes. Oh, fuck <laughs> You're a liar. I put some, yeah, it doesn't matter what you're I did. Dirty liar. So I'm the earthquakes boy now if I'm uh, I've seen you. I've seen you pull off some earthquakes, man. Have you? I, I've kept my arms off the desk just so I'd stop doing them, and you've been doing them now. Oh, so oh, we're doing shift earthquakes. All right. All right. Shift All right, earthquakes or shit earthquakes? <laughs> shift, shift, shift. There you go. Like you know, we do shifts. A shift work, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you take your arms off, put them on. I work at KCA. I'm going to my shift work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bryce, uh, very exciting uh, um, sort Stuff. of announcement. We got uh, a Pokemon Unite is coming to Nintendo Switch yeah. in July. Yeah. And on. Uh, iOS and Android in September. No yeah. uh, exact dates, but this is the Pokemon MOBA uh, made by Tencent and Timmy. They got announced last year. A yeah. lot of the commotion was going on. Everyone's expecting a, a bit more of a, you know, a bit more of an exciting announcement being like a Nintendo Switch game from yeah. Nintendo themselves, but yeah. was not the case. We got a Pokemon MOBA. Mm. So if you're interested in participating, it'll be free to play on Nintendo Switch next month. Yeah. So I'll, I'll be giving it a go. Why not? It's free. Mm. The game looks a lot more polished in, in that now, so it's like, oh, that's right. Yeah. Still. There's a, there's a problem to be said about MOBAs, I guess. Um, oh, just MOBAs in general. Oh, yeah, for sure. Absolutely, and MOBAs in general. But oh, like, No, I, I just say that because you, you've played like, yeah, a shit, nice, yeah, nice shit amount does. of them. So. But the issue is, is that um, I want you to name a single MOBA that succeeded on console. Uh, I don't know. Smart? Not really. Oh, that's a different. It didn't really. PC. It, it's more more played on PC. Right. Yeah. So it's a genre I don't play. So you can. You, the thing is, it does have cross play, right? So there's, there, yep. you're never going to lose player bases or something like that. But historically, MOBAs have not performed very well on a console platform. It's interesting too because this this game will not be on PC. It's mobile on Switch. That's right. But like a PlayStation, for example. Uh, do you remember? They had like this very like really big MOBA. PlayStation did. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what it was called. And it was like really like technically like pretty impressive for a MOBA. Like it wasn't just like a top down perspective or anything like that. It was like first person MOBA with like the works. Um, yeah, not sure. I can't remember what it was called, but it, 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 it garnered absolutely no attention on PlayStation and it died within like, I think it was like four months of release and they removed it. They were like, all right, we're shutting it down. I think this game will be, it'll be fine because it's Pokemon. People, people will, I think like, you know, a heap just, of people will just play it because it's Pokemon. Then man, I just want enough people will be stuck with it. No, you know what? You know what I found out the other day? There is actually somebody that is uh, like a, a team of people that revived Pokemon Duel. Oh, okay. Um, for like mobile devices. Play that. Like I know the official release is gone now, but like they're constantly updating with new figures and everything. Um, huh? Yeah, and Pokemon Duel was awesome. I'm so sad they removed that game. I loved Pokemon Duel. Um, the figure, the figure, the trading figure game is like that oddity that doesn't work in in real life. Like as opposed to the trading card game, because cards are easier to produce and they're yeah. not as expensive, right? 
but the trading figure game on mobile was so cool. Yeah, right. <laughs> I just I wish they kept it. Like if I, if we're talking about like all these mobile projects, uh, when I did my uh, Evergreen episode, I think it was of um uh, mobile games. Um, I mentioned like that all these Pokemon games had like suffered. Uh, like Pokemon mobile games had suffered at the hands of like them sort of just moving on to the next project as opposed to like keeping stuff updated. Mm-hmm. And Pokemon Duel was one of them things that could have been really good because it was very unique and had there was no clones of it whatsoever. Yeah, they tried to uh, put a subscription um, service on it. And I, I think it just didn't do enough for them, so they got rid of it. I think that's what ultimately happened, especially. They got Pokemon Go just smashing yeah, it, but, so it's kind of like yeah, because they didn't yeah, but they didn't advertise it or anything. I didn't know it existed until like the last few months of its life. You know, you killed it. You came in and just they're like, oh, no, get rid of it. Brass is here. <laughs> wow, but yeah, <laughs> my point is, is like you know that that game was so cool, and I I, I really wish they would have just kept it around in some degree. Maybe did a bit more marketing because getting rid of like they obviously don't have the trading figure game anymore, and to buy some of those figures online. They like really unique figures that you'll never get again. Mm. You'll never see them again. Uh, Chad Tronic actually did like an hour and 30 minute long video. He has a whole box of them. So he one day he was like, I'm just going to sort through these and show them off. And like, I've got like a box here where I can chuck my duds that are broken and stuff like that. And then I want to store the other ones more eloquently. Mm. And he had like heaps of them. And they were, yeah, it was really cool to look through it. And the trading figure games, definitely an oddity. Yeah. Yeah. That would be cool. Mm. Yeah. It's good to watch. Um, just for this game, though, if anyone's interested in playing it, there's it's a free-to-play game. It has a battle pass where you can unlock costumes for your trainer, your Pokemon, and all that. It is, it is kind of like a novelty to see um, the ability to actually dress up your Pokemon. It's sort of like a, a feature. It would be nice to have in like some more mainline titles when they're you know, following behind you. You can put like some sunglasses or something dumb on them. So I think... Yeah, keep in mind though, that's going to cost you some money. Yeah, it's ten, yeah, yeah, of course. It's, yeah. it's, a run, it's a 10 cent run MOBA. Yeah, that's right. So obviously you don't know the pricing on that. Um, it could be a great deal or it could be no, awful. It'll be, it'll be terrible. Yeah, I'm, look, I'm, I'm sure it will be. Mm. <laughs> I but, promise you, I've played, I've played 10 cent games. Yeah. Um, one of the more intriguing things about it, it's all interesting little tidbits basically, is uh, it's got its own chat system. So you can message people, got friends list. You can do cross-play with uh, mobile and Switch. It's just like, I really wish that was just a Switch feature because we all know what, what the Switch is a sort of online messaging system is. It doesn't exist. So it'd be nice if that was in there. So we'll see how that works as well. If that's something that's actually useful to people playing on Switch on mobile, it'll be a lot easier just to boot up Discord and have that in the background. But that being said, like um, you know, I hope that becomes a sign of the times thing now that you know, rest in pieces, Soul Water and everything, you know, and but like a lot of people that were holding on to those old values about Nintendo are slowly like departing the company, or you know, because of retirement, or um, you know. Obviously, we've had a few deaths or what have you. Yeah, it's mainly, right. just, it's mainly just their um, their attitude towards things. Like, but that's what I mean too. Yeah, is that now that they're departing, a newer generation is coming in at Nintendo. So I hope that like with the next thing, the next big thing that they do, they start taking into more consideration about these features that are actually quite important to the gaming sphere. You know, like still adding people with friend codes is bullshit. Yeah, I actually don't mind the friend codes how they are. It's still bullshit, though. <laughs> what the no. fuck is the point of having a friend code system if you can link your social media network accounts and just add people through that? 
Yeah, well, don't bother. It's got a lot of easy ways. So this is this is why I don't mind friend codes. Say on PlayStation, why can't I just add a person in game? You can. Not with every game, you can't. Yeah, not with every game, but no, most games you can. Because I always get friend requests from Japanese players who played me in Mario Kart. I'm like, I don't want to add you. I don't know you. Why not? You meet some Japanese people. I can't. No way. You got friends when you go to Japan. <laughs> just message someone on my uh, Switch friend list. Hey man, do you mind if I stay over tonight? Like I just got off the plane. I got nowhere yeah. to stay. Yeah, sure. He's like, yeah man. Just messages me back on Switch, and there we go. No, but like on, on Switch, you got your friend code, and you're able to choose your name. You're able to freely change your name to whatever you want, where whenever you want. I've got iDruby at the moment. I can change it to to backflip and Bono. I can change it back. I can change it as many times as I want on Xbox and PlayStation. Can't do that. It's it's the suggested name if i want to change it it's ten dollars after the first time of changing it they don't have to do that though they can just make it so that you have a static tag and then have a dynamic tag yeah no but the the, the friend code is just like yes but why does it have to be a random group of numbers it's fucking crap why can't it just be something that's easily recognizable and then like you can just copy it well you can you know if you go up to somebody in the street and like we're at a convention or something like that and we have a chat with someone like oh yeah really getting on this okay man i'd like to play some of this with you sometime it's like what's your friend code (laughs) oh it's one two seven nine seven seven two one two nine two one one (laughs) and you're like oh yes i'll remember that yeah you don't remember your friend code god fucking it's kind of it's kind of just like your mobile phone number though it's like you know obviously you remember your phone number it's a lot more important than your switch friend code it's far more important than your switch friend code but it's a similar thing it's like oh why can I just have a name instead of a phone number because your phone number's different I know it's different I'm just like you're comparing you're comparing chalk and cheese here it's like you don't put chalk on your sandwich mate it tastes like fucking chalk <laughs> well you'd be surprised Bryce at lunchtime I'll put whatever between those slices of bread mate don't you worry about that He's a hardcore farming man. He loves chalk in his sandwich. Oh, the farmers love chalk, my way. <laughs> Tell you what. But yeah, no. Nah. Yeah, it, it is. It is something that you know. Despite despite the argument of, you know, you, oh, you can change your name whenever you want on Switch. You can't do that on the other ones. And it's like that doesn't mean anything. You can have a static tag. You know, fucking Discord. <laughs> Discord, it doesn't even matter. Discord, if you change your name, it just does that, and then it just mm-hmm. puts a hashtag in front of your name. Mm. Yeah, I mean Xbox does that as well. Like if you if you want to change your name to something that's already taken, it'll put like a, a hashtag behind it, so it can recognize it. And yeah, so you can double up if someone's already got your username, mm-hmm. um, which is very useful because Xbox Live has been around like a very long time, and you'll be very very hard to get a name without putting a bunch of shit. Behind that's right. It. But even just a four digit hashtag is better than a twelve digit friend code because the four digit hashtag is like a pin number. Like if I wanted to fucking like it's like it's like I want Revan on Xbox, so it's like so auto assigns me a hashtag, hashtag two two seven seven Revan. So I'm just like two two seven so anybody asks, mm-hmm. I'm like two two seven seven Revan. And then people are like, Oh yes, I should remember that pretty yeah. easily. So yeah, it's pretty I, I definitely agree with that. So just like shorten the friend code pretty yeah, much. Yeah. That'd be great. And yeah. then put a name in front of it. Yeah. yeah. Done. No, I'd love that. Mm. Yeah, so then you can literally be like, Yeah, so I can remember four <laughs> Yeah, I can remember four Numbers. digits. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I definitely agree with that, but yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Do it, Nintendo. Put it. The point is, the point is, change with the times. Let's hope it happens. <laughs> I want it to happen. It's uh, like Splatoon. And Wacko, like Wacko's in the chat. He'll, uh, he'll, he'll. I'm sure he'll agree to some extent. Like rotating maps is like it, it was. It was kind of a cool thing at the time to sort of keep you, 
more engaged in the game, but now it's just irritating. You kind of just want to practice in specific areas of Splatoon or something like that. You can't. You have to be on at specific times. The map rotation changes all the time. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I think they did it in the Wii U version because they're worried about a player base not being there. But you know, it's a very popular franchise now. Switch has a lot of people. Splatoon three is going to sell very well. Yes, I don't think that's an issue anymore. So yes, hopefully no. they get rid of that. Yeah, that's right. All right, Bryce, that's all the news, my friend. Mm. 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 Yeah, see, here, Grace. Yeah, wacko Jacko. <laughs> yes, please. Two maps for two hours is so. Ugh. Yeah, it is. It is. With those attached game modes, too, for only two hours. It's, yeah, irritating. It's not on. Not on Nintendo. Doesn't need to happen anymore, Nintendo. No. Splatoon is a good game. We're, we're all very aware of this. People will play it. Yeah, they will. All right, so that's all the news, and we'll move into How's Mario's Red Coin recommendations, where we'll talk about some of the more recent games that have come to Nintendo Switch eShop this week. Mm. All right, Barossa, so this is a very slow week, very slow. So I brought up two games that caught my attention. Nothing too mind-blowing, but someone out there might say, yes, I want that title on my Nintendo Switch for a fee where I'll get the rights to play that game and download it to my console, and I'll have such a good time with it. Yes, so... The first game is called Bear's Restaurant. And the blurb reads, you're dr- distracting me so much with doing whatever you're doing there, bros. I love it. Um, Playing a story through here. <laughs> yeah. In this restaurant, the dead will have the last supper. Hamburgers, omelets, sushi, pudding, anything. Let us cook your favourite dish when you were alive. This is a story about Bear and Cat. You are Cat, the assistant of Bear who is running this restaurant. Players can know about their favourite things by diving into their memories of the customers, but in fact, you do not remember who you are, not even your favourite dishes. There is no difficult puzzle, no exciting battle, no epic cutscenes, but you will remember them. Enjoy the new episode epilogue exclusive to Nintendo Switch where you will know what happened after the main story enjoy the new songs new graphics and new dishes so Bryce Bear's Restaurant does that excite you does that wet your whistle mate to be honest I tuned out it's uh, $19 on the Australian eShop it's by Odin Cat the publisher so yes very exciting very exciting stuff um, a lot of these, after reading them, I'm like, hmm, I don't know if I know what this game is any better than before I even knew about it. No, yeah. But it's a, it's a nice little pixel art style. Might be a nice little story. Get some bonus content on Nintendo Switch compared to PC, I assume. Next game, Bryce, is 32 seconds and is uh, $27. 32 seconds. Yeah, sure. Well, I like saying the full thing, but yes, you're right. Sex. Yeah, 32 seconds. 32 seconds, yeah. yeah. Very interesting way to have sex. 32. 32. Mm. 32 seconds, just like... 32 sex. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> it's $37.50 on the Australian eShop. And the, the blurb... Oh, Jesus, long blurb. All right, let's break this thing down. So, race through traffic in a futuristic city's highway with your so, so, cyber motorcycle, completing various trials and challenges. Take the city at extreme velocity. Hop on your motorcycle and complete various races, time trials, and other challenges in a sci-fi metropolis at high speed. 
uh, hit the asphalt hard zigzag between bikes and racing cars on a vibrant neon lit street. Uh, hack, boost and maneuver with different futuristic bikes on endless highways. Tune your vehicles with system updates and hardware upgrades. Be the fastest racer in this rapid rush. Improve your racing skills and reflexes. Dodge enemy bikes. Beat the other racers and try to become the master of the asphalt. Get higher speed and exact handling. Use boosts and hacking <laughs> tactically to leave your foes behind. Complete the best t- uh, trial time with other r- riders. <sighs> discover the glowing futuristic streets, find upgrade, find every boost, beat every boss and complete as many coins as you can. Upgrade your vehicle, reaching high, uh, high speeds, unlock new vehicles, customize your bikes, make them faster, harder, stronger. All right. That's a long, long thing. So we that's get it. to listen to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's a lot of, a lot of bullshit. So if you're interested in that, I don't know. Try it. I just, uh, you know, you know, when it's seven fifty though, mm. when it when it makes me read a paragraph like that, I'm just like, holy shit! Just that's enough. All right, so we get the idea. It's a racing game. Bloody hell! But it looks okay though. Like just from like the screenshots and that, the graphics look look uh, nice enough, nice and vibrant, like, like the description says. Um, so it could be interesting. I don't know. Whenever uh, games like this sort of just ask for forty bucks, just out of nowhere, it's like, oh, I don't know about that. It's a it's a bit high bit price, too, a bit yeah. too high. But I don't know if 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 it being twenty dollars would help. Mm-hmm. either but you yeah. know just like to bring these things up in case someone out there's like yeah so I really want to race at high speeds and zigzag through cars this <laughs> summary has uh, really sold me but that's all the Hasmari Redcoin recommendations um, Bryce unless you see anything there that captures your eye well, I just picked out some random ones you're more than welcome to bring up another I one mean, if you like ha- my let's, friend let's have a look at this there's there's a lot of uh, whatever here pretty much isn't there Really, really is a lot of whatever here, but so I'll pick one out. Might as well, right? I'm gonna pick Dunk Lords. Dunk Lords. Dunk Lords. There is a uh, picture of a dude smashing a tomato, uh, a, a, a tomato or a strawberry in the face. Excellent. Uh, uh, strawberry, definitely yeah. a strawberry. Yeah. You might, uh, you might be able to ball, but can you fight? <laughs> Dunk Lords is a two-on-two basketball beat 'em up. Featuring over-the-top special moves, devastating dunks, and game-changing equipment. Choose from 20 of the baddest ballers around, each with unique special attacks and abilities, and do battle on a variety of hazard-filled courts. In arcade mode, play pickup games locally with one to four players. In gauntlet mode, attempt to win four games in a row with one to two players in pursuit of a high score. One loss and you are done. In story mode, guide talented young star Slice and his friends in their attempt to become the true dunk lords. Play through the story mode single player or with a friend. And it is only 12 bucks. Um, <coughs> it looks interesting. Uh, probably not the epitome of what you would expect, but <laughs> pretty interesting regardless. Yeah. Weird. So there you go, twelve bucks. Twelve bucks, yeah, twelve bucks ain't bad for something that looks like that, I suppose. Yeah, save your pre-order for uh, Metroid. Get this instead. Look, if you're not if you're buying this if you're buying this over Metroid, I've got something to tell you. What's that? Uh, you're supporting the wrong thing. <laughs> Please support Metroid. I like. I I guess that's the one thing that I wanted to say this week as well. Is like with Metroid Dread coming out. Um, I I'm a little bit guilty myself because I didn't I haven't supported Metroid since Corruption. Mm. Um, but. Uh, Metroid is a very important series to Nintendo. 
And if you're even in the slightest interest, uh, interested, rather, you should definitely support it. And I reckon Dread's probably going to be one of the better better games to support, the way it's sort of looking. Um, I would love to see this game sell 5 million plus. Yeah. You know, because that would mean, mean, mean greater things for Metroid. When you look at the things in comparison to like Metroid... When they talked about Dread, did they even mention the fact that it is an anniversary for Metroid this year? <laughs> no, they didn't. They didn't. <laughs> and it's the same It's the same age as Zelda. Yeah. The, Metroid needs more recommend, like more more uh, accolade to it, I suppose. It, it has been around as long as Mar- uh, as long as long uh, Zelda and Mario, um, but never really got the same recognition. Mm. Um, and it... It spawned its own. It 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 spawned its own uh, genre, which took over the indie scene for so long. Uh, between it and Castlevania, called Metroidvania, as most people will know it as, there's a reason it holds that title. So I think it's a very important series. Um, when Dread comes out, if you're in the slightest interested, I do recommend picking up Metroid because uh, Metroid games are quite unique to the Nintendo sphere. And um, yeah, that's the one thing I wanted to say this week, I guess. Yeah, I was I was looking at the uh, the special um, edition at EB Games, and I I am gonna buy it digitally because I just get my games there. But I'm like, oh, should I also get the collector's edition? Because I'm, you know, I want to put out that message to Nintendo saying, you know, we do want this, we want this game. And it, you know, re- realistically, it wasn't it wasn't actually that long ago we got a 2D Metroid game really with Samus Returns, but this is like a brand new entry in the series, and it's not near the end of a console's life. <laughs> yeah, true. It's not just like, oh well, I guess we got to fill. A gap here, yeah. put it out. Yeah, you know, higher Mercury Steam. That's where um, check it out because that's where um, Samus Returns came out. Came out like at the absolute peak of 3DS's life, yeah. like shelf life. It was like, all right, starting to wind down now. Well, Switch is out. Yeah, <laughs> chuck out a chuck out a fucking Metroid game, and I mean, it did okay, right? Like, I don't think it did too bad. Yeah, I'm not quite sure what the sales were, but um, oh, I will look that up. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, it um, <laughs> it it's still. Obviously, wasn't enough to, um, I guess, propel it and like push ideas forward a little bit more. A lot of people wanted a new Prime, and we're getting it, but it's going to take time. And I really hope. Um, I'm actually kind of hoping that Prime will be around the time that they decide to pick up their Steam with their multiplayer improvements, if they ever have any, and all that stuff. <laughs> oh, yep. Like I really hope. Because that would be so good. Like having having a first person shooter that is uniquely Nintendo would be very good. We've got a third person shooter, um, but a first person shooter would be good. And mm-hmm. Metroid is if there was any going to be any series that doesn't, it, it was going to be Metroid. And Metroid Prime Hunters was really good multiplayer. It was. We had a lot of fun with it. Stupidly good for <laughs> Nintendo it was, it was, DS. Yeah, yeah, it was stupidly good for Nintendo DS. We had a group of friends that were playing it, and none of us were uniquely interested in Metroid before it, were we? Like, at all. No, no, no. Me, yeah. you, Jordan, and Adam. Like, none of us were really that interested in Metroid. But Metroid Prime Hunters, we jumped on that shit and we loved it. It was so good. So, um, you look up that and I'll just uh, bring up that um, in our Discord community, we are currently streaming on a stage. So, if anybody um, would like to catch the show live or anything like that, join the link in our, uh, I guess, the show notes. Join us in the, yeah. in the Discord. And uh, currently we have five people listening. So if any of you guys would like to come on, put up your hand, press the put up the hand button. We'll bring you into the show if you'd like to talk for a little bit longer. We're not going to yeah. go for a whole lot longer. While, while, if you guys would like to come in, more than welcome. While we're waiting for that, uh, Samus Returns actually only sold 470,000 copies. 
Not much. No, shit all for Nintendo. Yeah, but you know that's also at the end of its life, which again really impedes it really impedes sales mm. like to an abnormal degree. Yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna blame most of it because people are just like, oh, I've got my Switch and I'm not playing 3DS games. Yeah, no, that's right, and it was like that. And, and, I, and I bought Samus Returns because. I like Metroid. I want to play it. I want to support it. But a lot of people, you know, aren't thinking like that. Yeah. Whereas Dread could really turn the tables. That's what we hope anyway. Mm. All right. So Wacko Jacko is coming in. There you go, Wacko Jacko. Let's, uh, let's do a little, uh, little transition here. Konnichiwa. Dairanto Smash Brothers Director Sora no Sakurai desu. Are you there, Wacko? It's coming through the iPad. It's coming through the iPad. What, what the hell is happening here? <laughs> We're about to find out. Oh. Hold, hold, hold your seats two second, Jacko, mate. It's yeah. coming through. I don't know why it's doing that. Yeah, can can you hear us now, man? Yeah, I can hear. Yeah, that's cool. There you go. You come through the. I clicked approve on the iPad, so you came through the iPad. <laughs> God forbid it. That's just, good. That's good to know. Isn't it? it is good to know. <laughs> so, Wacko, Listen, I just want to say thank you for hosting the show again tonight. Um, you've been good entertainment while I'm watching my baby daughter sleep. So yeah. Oh. Thank you. That's cute. No worries. That's what we're here for. Everyone, everyone out there tending to their babies, um, <laughs> we're here for your entertainment. Driving all your them, car, all them first-time fathers. Yes, mm. yes. As well, shout out to them. Yeah. How they? How they? Um, how's your kid going at the moment? She's staying asleep. We're yeah. not waking her up too much. No. Um, no, 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 no. Well, I'm actually worried that I'm speaking too loud because she's directly behind me on her bed. So. <laughs> right. Well, well, we won't get you in too much trouble then. <laughs> no, it's okay. Oh god! It happened again. <laughs> just don't touch. Just don't touch your iPad during this time, right? Yeah, obviously. Sorry, Wacko. We just no, missed that last <laughs> bit because I was fiddling around my iPad. Yeah, that's okay. All good. Um, yeah. Um, also, you're talking about Metroid just now. Um, I I don't know if you remember the Metroid Party game from Nintendo Land. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. That 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 was so much fun to play with my sisters. Like, I never played many Metroid games, but I played the crap out of that. Mm-hmm. On Nintendo Land. Yep. Yeah, that was like one of the big highlights. It's like the only, well, not the only, but it's one of the best uses uses of the actual Wii U gamepad. Was like, oh, someone can play on the ground, and the other person can use Samus's ship. Look at this intuition yeah. we're using. It's like, oh well, who doesn't want to be in Samus's ship? I don't want to be on the ground with the Wii Wii mode. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun though. It was a lot of fun. Like even just for a little party game mode, it was perfect because yeah. like it showed you. What Samus is about, like obviously you're in a spaceship, she has a spaceship, so you shoot from the spaceship. Um, but yeah, like oh, the other thing too about Metroid, um, how, how important is the, the fact that like it's the only kind of game that has a female heroine, like the like the lead character is a female. Mm-hmm. I think that is majorly important for Nintendo. Yeah. Um. So they want to be making sure that they'll be doing their best to best represent equality and like. Like making sure they hit all the right notes and keys for bringing Metroid Four Prime. So, yeah, um, yeah, I think it's that's most important for the Metroid series to, to Nintendo. Um, I I I agree with it one hundred percent. Samus is one of the most badass protagonists in video games, from my eyes, <laughs> like with no yeah. question of a doubt. Um, and. It was obviously a huge thing back in the original when you get to the end of the game and then it was a female all along. A lot of people were just like, Whoa, Metroid's a man. 
and um, you know, uh, and then it turned out it's like, oh shit, it's actually, you know, it was actually a female all along. So there you go. Yeah, get, um, yeah, get the secret ending. Oh, it's a woman. Oh my god. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was like a huge deal. And then ever since then, like, and that's why um, they downplay, like a lot of people downplay, uh, downplayed uh, other M so much, is because they turned her more into a dramatic heroine for that game. And she's mm. never really been about that. She's always been about the sort of badassery and stoicness of somebody exploring yeah. sp- uh, exploring space and taking down armadas of space pirates. Like, you know, it was yeah a big thing that uh, they reverted her character so much. So, um, but with uh, games like Dread, so, so excited for that, um, you know, that dark sort of uh, sci-fi tone again. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Want it again, and uh, I want it to sell well. Definitely. I immediately like when I when I first saw the trailer for the Dread, I was like, "So you're saying you're playing Metroid, but it's hide and seek?" Because <laughs> you're running yeah. with the <laughs> Emmy dude. <laughs> oh yeah, but that's going to be good. Like, um, yeah, no, the, it looks nice. When when they did it before, um, they did it with the, uh, uh, God, what do you want to call it? Dark Samus, I suppose. Mm. Um, yes. They did it with Dark Samus, but even then, it was more of an overlooming threat than it was an actual game of hide and seek or chasey. Yep. So this yep. is this is kind of like there's this enemy in your face, and there's not a jack shit thing you can do about it unless you <laughs> use the Omega Cannon, which you're only going to get mm-hmm. access to under very limited conditions. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. it's uh, definitely going to be cool. Yeah. yeah. So you're looking forward cool. to the game, Wacko? Dare say. Uh, I'm looking. F- uh, I'm, look, I'm not a massive Metro fan. I respect the series, though. Um, I feel like, as we just said before, it is very important series to Nintendo. So, um, yeah, no, I respect the series. Don't get some. I've only played. I think it was the first Prime game on GameCube. I think it was, and the controls for that game were horrendous. Like the camera controls, using the left stick to move around as well as look. I think. Like, it was just so difficult, but, like, yeah. I'm not one to play, but I respect the series so much, so. Yeah. Oh, well, you don't have to worry about the, the second stick in the, no. in this game, so <laughs> you, you should be safe. Yes, no, that's true. Um, have you got a Wii U on hand, Jacko? I used to. Oh, you need to go and yeah, find Yeah, I know. You need to go and find a cheap people. one. You need to go and find a cheap yeah. one. And get, get Metroid Prime Collection. <laughs> Okay. I, I've right, uh, I, I've got I've got I've got two Wii U's now. Uh, oh, oh yeah, because you use one to hack, don't you? Yeah. Okay. I, I kept my <laughs> I kept mine in its original form and I kept the other one to hack. But I, I've got Metro Prime Collection there. I'm going to play through all of it again before Prime Four comes out. Oh, you, you have a bit of time up your hand, so yeah. Good luck. Oh, I'll, I'm I'm sure it'll be fine. They're not they're not stupidly long games. Um, I played through most of Corruption and I've played through a huge chunk of Prime One, but I never touched. Um, uh, I never touched uh, touched uh, Echoes. All right, yeah. so okay. um, I'm interested to actually go back through and beat all of them sequentially. I think that'll be a fun time. I wonder if people speed run Metroid games. It'll be interesting oh, to see the times. Absolutely, they do. Um, one mm. of one of the biggest things at uh, GDQ every year is uh, Metroid is usually one of the last runs. Super Metroid. Um, okay. And uh, there's a donation goal that's either save the animals or kill the animals, and it's oh yes, run- I do remember that. Yeah, <laughs> it's been a running thing for a very long time. That's They're uh, very very passionate about Metro uh, Super Metroid. Very very mm-hmm. passionate about Super Understandable. Metroid, which is even more of a surprise as to why that that game isn't even more of a success because people really get into that run like like mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah, yeah. agreed. 
All right. Yeah. Well, Wacko, thank you very much. We'll let you go. We'll, no we'll bring someone else on. No worries. Uh, enjoy the rest of your show. I'll be listening still and watching on YouTube. So, yeah. Excellent. To it. Thank you very much, my friend. Cheers, man. See ya. See you, dude. All right. So, we've got two more people on. We'll bring each of you on. Don't worry about that. Who should we bring on next? Should we bring on Delfino or uh, I'll call him Funder? The Undead King. Disc- yeah. The Undead King. Under King. Undead King. Oh, Undead King. Yeah, it's in lead speak. Yeah, I, I, said, I, I, know, I can't. I can't read. No, it. I know. I know. You, <laughs> I can't, can't, you can't lead speak, man. I'm a. I'm an early, early internet gremlin. I can. I can definitely understand lead speak. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> I can't. Sorry about that. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not hip with the kids. Bryce is. Bryce has two kids. <laughs> <laughs> hip with the kids. That's like ancient, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's uh, let's bring him on. Konnichiwa. Dairanto Smash Brothers director Sora no Sakurai desu. Uh, I can't. I can't see the computer from you. No, you can't. Let me let me lean in. <laughs> you might want to. Uh, I'm pretty sure you just press the hand button down the bottom. Do you not? See, this is easier when you're able to do it on your iPad. Yeah, and then just press it on on the right hand side. On the right hand side, there's a list that's come up. <laughs> and then there's two buttons next to it. So look, I'm directing you here. I'm the one with glasses. You need glasses, man. <laughs> Maybe. You definitely need glasses. Look, hey, man. Guys. How we going? Pretty good. Uh, yesterday, actually, I was um, playing a soccer match, and Ooh. I, um, like, hyperextended my neck, and <laughs> last night I was in the ambulance. Oh, dude. Because they thought it could have been something with my spine, but I'm all good, and back to school straight away. Well, well, thank God for that. Yeah, glad you glad you're sort of back on track. That's that's pretty scary stuff. Yeah, because I I played soccer yesterday, but if since you mentioned that, I probably would remember that if I was playing oh. against you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we might be in a bit different leagues. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's right. You you'll be uh you're playing that professional football, and I'm just <laughs> down here in rural yeah. South Australia, just in the mud of all the other boys kicking that ball. Uh, Mob soccer. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, my friend, did you catch up on much of the E3 news while it was about? Um, I actually didn't get to watch it. No? So, oh. <laughs> nah, I, I did watch the Breath of the Wild 2 trailer because mm-hmm. I was pretty interested in that. I made time for that. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I didn't find enough time. So you haven't caught up on any of the news at all since then? Well, I've been listening to you two speaking. Well, there you go. Wow. So we are someone's look into what happened at E3 with that. And someone there you looked go. at it. Wow. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. yeah, well, I'll, it's a good I'll watch it eventually. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's, there was a lot of cool stuff there, man. Um, have you, like, a, you, you obviously listened to the show last week. Did anything pique uh, your interest? Um, I think I'm going to be getting the new um, Mother 3 2. Uh, oh, I mean, yeah, Mother 3. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm getting that too. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> um, and probably uh, Metroid Dread looked pretty interesting. Yep. And the um, Rabbids and Mario... Or whatever. Yeah, Sparks Did of Hope. Did they give that a release date? Uh, just 2020 next year. Uh, 2022, yeah. 
Oh, fuck, I almost <laughs> the wrong dates. Yeah, he's living in the past, man. <laughs> don't, don't, don't he's, he's hosted the show, but he's living in the past. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I remember, I remember in the day. Oh, so yeah. good. Um, let's, let's talk about um, Sparks of Hope then real quick. Um, this, um, this was obviously a big deal, and I don't know how much you sort of keep up with this, but um, uh, the first one was kind of a huge deal because pe- uh, because Nintendo has a history of not lending out Mario um, towards games that aren't sort of centric to what they want. So a collaboration thing between uh, um, the Rabbids and Mario was sort of unheard of for a lot yeah. of people. Pretty um, unusual. Yeah, really unusual. Um, but the developer, David Soli- David Soliani, he was like really, he was flabbergasted to work on a Mario title because that was like his lifelong dream as a game developer. He wanted to work on a Mario title. Um, so this is like a, like so, sort of a huge undertaking to not only get a very successful game that sold, I think they said 7 million copies at the conference. Yeah, they did too. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Mm. Um, and it just shows that like he did a he did an amazing job with this, and to get a follow up means that Nintendo sort of recognise that what he's done is is like something something um pretty pretty awesome. Have you had the chance to pick up the first one? Um, no, but I've seen plenty of gameplay from it. What mm. about that Cadence of Hyrule, Crypt of the Necrodancer game? That, that one was pretty good. Yeah, it did it did quite well, and I personally I personally loved it. It was. Uh, absolutely brilliant um but uh yeah. being being that it came from an indie studio it was one of those titles that sort of flew under the maybe not under the yeah. public radar because it still had a lot of zelda involvement but yeah it wasn't very mainstream yeah that's right and it didn't get like a full physical copy until later when the dlc came out and stuff like that so it was mostly on digital storefront um whereas uh, mario plus rabbits was sort of released everywhere but um cadence of hyrule was really cool too man and i, I kind of hope that um they do lend yeah. more ideas to other developers for that kind of thing. It had one of the best demos on the eShop, I, I'd have to say. Yeah. Um, and it's, as soon as I like listened to the title screen music, I knew like I was going to love this game. Did you play the original Crypt? Yeah. Yep. I've like 100%ed it as much as I could. Oh, nice. Yeah, so you were, you were a Crypt fan before then anyway. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um I mean uh, I I played a little bit of Crypt, but I never I never got around to like uh completing it or anything like that. But as soon as I saw that there was going to be like a Zelda collaboration, I'm like, "Oh, this is just <laughs> this is going to be absolutely awesome." And I just I I I did not stop playing it and I sort of absolutely smashed it all out in like the sequence of one night. Yeah. Any game that sort of highlights music and putting that with Zelda, it's like oh, yeah, yes. It's magical. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. And it, it sort of just it's it fits the combat to its own centric as well, which is uh, absolutely awesome. But I'm, I want to, I guess, I guess what I want to take away from the conversation is I'm glad that Nintendo is operating under this modus that they can sort of lend their ideas to other companies to make cool things now, right? Mm, definitely. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, well, uh, are you going to pick up the first one in preparation for the second? Uh, I think I have to. Isn't um, it like a story-based sort of game? It sort of has story to it, yeah. Um, but uh, the good thing is is that because it's not actually like a first-party Nintendo title, you'll find it on the eShop pretty cheap. Um, well, it's, it's really cheap at the moment. Yeah. It's like 15, $15. $15 Australian bucks. Yeah, it's yeah. really cheap. 
Um, so that actually happens pretty wow. often for the first game. Um, and, you know, that game scored extremely well across the board. <laughs> so yeah. um, if you're... Wait if you're one int- of those one-cent deals... Uh, one of the one cent deals. If it went on a one cent deal, I think I think there'd be a lot more yeah. people playing it because it was <laughs> it was a hell of a like you know it was a hell of a game. A lot of people were very taken taken aback. They thought it was going to sort of end out really badly, but it turned out extremely well. Yeah, because at least before it's like there's a Mario plus Rabbids collaboration and Ubisoft's making. It's like oh my god, Rabbids like they're like those minion things from Rayman. God damn it. Yeah. But yeah. as soon as I sh- sh- showed the first trailer, it's like. This is a match made in heaven. Holy! Oh my god! This it's works just, really well. Yeah, it just brings like a. It just brings the more goofier elements of Mario out to the forefront. Mm. It's like wow, this is fantastic. Yeah, that's right. And like, especially like we sort of just said now is that now that it's really cheap, anybody can pick it up and play it. And I think that's really important to it. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I guess I guess um, if if you are going to play the second, and now is more than a perfect time than ever. To sort of pick it up. I think he disconnected. Yeah, he disconnected. <laughs> oh, we lost him. That's all right. Hit the button again. Uh, wrong one. That's all right. We'll um, bring... Wait. There you go. Yeah, we'll see. What's happening here? He's coming back. He's coming back. Did you go through a, a tunnel yeah. in your car trip or something, did you? Use the reception. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but anyway, man, um, we, what we're going to do is we're going to push on to the next person so we can wrap the show up shortly. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, thank you for uh, coming in. And um, I, I really hope you uh, end up enjoying uh, Mario Plus Rabbids because that, you know, for that game to get a sequel, I'm very excited for the developer. Um, yeah. David, uh, he definitely deserves it. Very, uh, very talented. You just remove yourself. <laughs> Wow, you are a king at this. Like I control the house of Mario now. <laughs> uh, I actually can't see what button to press from here. <laughs> uh, you. Oh my god. So, I'm, all right. Can you see? Um. <laughs> what have you done? Oh my god. Oh my god! <laughs> for a little bit, I was god. Yeah, for for a little bit, you were. Um, yeah, this is like an experimental since this is a new feature, so we're really sort of just pushing through now. It's working well. It's just my screen's so far away. Yeah, we re- we need to move the screen closer when we're recording so we can look at it a bit better. I think. Yeah, usually don't need it so much, but yeah, but now we now, now we're definitely gonna know if we're gonna use this feature because, like, I mean, we were we were okay. gonna do this with Twitter Spaces, but yeah. Yeah, it just <clears throat> works a bit more cleanly. For a yeah. closing note, can I request more modding scene talk? Yeah, sure. Um, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm always working on it, man. Um, I, I love uh, messing with my Wii U and I love messing with my 3DS, um, which is why I bought two new consoles specifically for the purpose. <laughs> um, so um, you'll definitely hear more from me about it, um, especially now that uh, with the Wii U, um, they have uh, discovered a few more exploits that allow it to sort of come back further in the boot process, um, which is going to open up a whole lot of new things um, a- akin to what they do with the Wii. So um, I'll uh, definitely yeah. talk more about it in the future, man. I'll keep you updated. Yeah, I love um, doing my 3DS too. Cool. Just all the cool stuff you can do to it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So um, we'll definitely talk about yeah. it, man. Nice. Anyway, okay. thanks for coming on, dude. 
Yeah. Okay. Thanks, thanks for. Uh, oh, sorry. Thanks for being a part of that community. Really appreciate you being in there. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for what you do. Bye. Thanks, dude. No worries. Catch you. Uh, right. Delfino yep. was probably next. Yep, we got uh, two more people. We'll bring yeah. in Delfino. And then Jamie. Then we'll talk to Jamie. Yes. Yeah. Let's go. You're going to hit that, hit the, hit the, hit the call button, my friend. The, uh, yeah. That's the one. Hoi, hoi. Hoi, hoi. Hoi, hoi. Now, do we need to hoi, give you an introduction, hoi. Delfino? You were just on the last episode. <laughs> I feel like I've, I'm, I'm just a, I'm one of those guest stars that's not even a guest anymore. I'm just on every other episode. What's going on? <laughs> well, we've had a, a lot of uh, compliments towards you um, for people that have listened last week. Should be it's very I'm, nice. It's very nice of people to say. Yeah, that's right. It's very true as well. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm eternally surprised because I'll listen <laughs> back and I'm like, oh, I smacked my lips so many times. This is so annoying. Like I just trail <laughs> off. I repeat myself. And then people go, no, you were great. That yeah. was perfect. Yeah, because like, the thing is, is like <laughs> in, in podcasting, you need to be able to speak and you can, you, mm. can, you can hold a conversation really, really well. So that really accredits to it. It doesn't matter about all the stuff around it. Podcasting is all about the audio and the talking. So mm. because, I guess so. So because you can hold a conversation, like people really find what you have to say enjoyable. So that's good. I yeah. mean, it's my favorite topic, so of course I can find things to talk about it. Oh yeah, and it's a lot. It's a lot of people's favorite topic. But at the end of the day, like you know, when you are podcasting, you've got to be able to upkeep the conversation. Which I've, I've had my weeks where I've fallen asleep at the microphone. <laughs> yeah, it's been quite boring. <laughs> I wish we did that on video because I'm just I'm talking to oh. Bryce, and back then we did it when we we're on the opposite side of the table, and I'm talking. I'm like saying like I don't know what I was talking about. I'm, Talking, but I just see Bryce just like nod his head. I'm like, oh my god, I'm on that boring, Bryce. Jesus no, Christ. I was, I was just for some reason that day, I just lost it. I crashed. I don't know what happened. Know. Your kids probably kept you up all night or something. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure there's a legitimate excuse there. Yeah, that's right. I'm sure yeah. there is. Yeah, not sure what no. happened, but anyway, <laughs> my fault. That sounds like my. That sounds like my sister and I, because when we did our podcast, which, by the way, is called The Super Show Saga, and it's on YouTube, it will soon be maybe on other podcast services. I got your PM, Drew. I, I got the I got the message about it. Oh. maybe putting it on Spotify and Apple Podcast. I'm mm-hmm. thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Anyways, we decided when we were first recording episodes, we would do them in a big batch. And she's like, let's record five episodes. I'm like, that's a bit much. Let's just record four. And by episode four, we're like, this is a great episode. Our throats <laughs> hurt more tired. Yeah, was that all in but one was- day? Was that all in one day? Yeah, it wow. was the giant sneaky lying episode to the beauty of Cootie. Those were all recorded in one day. Wow. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> we've, we've had it's, one. It's a mistake. They, uh, mistake don't do that no well when we first started out we we, reco- we recorded our first podcast that never ended up getting released um Aww. it was, out, oh, of, it was yeah. out of the farm and that was this was before the house of mario was this wasn't the house of mario this was just like bryce let's do a podcast okay yeah put microphone down let's talk yeah and we talked for three hours and we were just stuffed we couldn't <laughs> hold a conversation by the end of it and we're like oh yeah so we, <laughs> we've always had this like three hour this three hour talk about pokemon that we'd never released yeah. yeah, it's on old laptop now too. Yeah, yeah, and we wow. we use that same blue snowball you got as well, Delfino. Yeah, that's that what we started our, with. That yeah. was our first recording mic. Yeah, yeah, put it between us and <laughs> blabbered some crap. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, 
and now we are the podcasters you hear today. Still blubbering crap, but here mm-hmm. we are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just uh, a much higher production value about blabbering. Well, I mean, we have the equipment for it now, so you, that's what it sort of comes down to. Like, if if you if you're definitely getting into the podcasting game and you you want to keep doing it, like investing in equip in in equipment is always a good idea. Um, it is. I mean, we started off with a. Uh, we started off with the snowball, then we moved into uh, condenser mics like we have, and we were using a Scarlet. And then, uh, uh, what was the Scarlet worth? Like a hundred bucks. The Scarlet was an audio interface where you just plugged the microphones in. Yeah, that's in. right. Yeah, because yeah, I was I was baffled that you couldn't plug two USB microphones into a computer at the same time. Yeah, it's like oh, didn't know that. So you learn a lot as you go along as well. Yeah, that's right. And um, you know, if if you're ever curious about uh, about equipment, always uh, seek help for that too. Because uh, yeah, if we if we didn't do the research, we'd be uh, quite set back. But um, regardless of that, anyway. Uh, you know, there we then we moved on to the road, and the road's been like the best piece of equipment we've ever had. Oh my god, it's so handy! <laughs> it's beautiful, roadcaster. <laughs> but I mean, two hundred episodes in, like we, you know, especially since it's uh, Drew's investment, he's kind of like, well, we're making enough content now, <laughs> so we'll be doing it, <laughs> doing it under best professional standard we can. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's pretty great to hear. That you guys are like still wanting to invest in it, even though it's not your full time job, you still care about it enough to put money into it. Yeah, I mean, it's never been about the profit or anything. We're just like talking about Nintendo, so we never really had a problem with it. Gasp! Mm. How are you finding doing it so far? Have you uh, moved to a a weekly sort of recording schedule, or? Uh pretty much. Uh, we will start getting guests on, but right now. Uh, the home, it's not exactly fit for having like recording right now. I'm very glad that we do have a backlog of episodes because right now I don't want to go into it, but the room's pretty noisy. So I don't yeah. really feel good recording for a good amount of time when we might be needed downstairs or something. So yeah, makes it harder. Right now yeah. we're kind of on hold. But episodes are getting released. I think one just came out like an hour ago. Yeah, it did. <laughs> <laughs> keeping track. Yeah, keep a track. <laughs> oh, I've got this. It's good. You got it's it. Good. <laughs> got it. But uh, on Nintendo Switch, they had a big uh, E3 sale this mm, week because yeah, like everything went on sale. So I was like, I'm gonna go get some stuff that's on sale. So I got Part Time UFO, which is that game awesome. by Hal where yeah. you. It, it that was just really fun. And also we have the music stuck in our head because it's the same song, but they'll remix it depending on where you are. So when you're in the beach, suddenly it's with Calypso drums. Or then when you're in the museum, it's very hushed music, but it's the same. And now I love it. Peach and I can't stop singing that song. <laughs> It's in our heads everywhere. And the other one I got was Murder by Numbers, which Ooh. is that Picross game. Yeah. How did I sleep on that game? It is... <laughs> I am absolutely floored by it. It's got good Picross puzzles. Uh, if you need a Picross game to play and you have Nintendo Online, I would say start with Mario's Picross because it, it comes with the Super Nintendo Online. Yeah. Yep. And it's got two types of Picross puzzles in it. There's Mario's Picross, where if you hit 
if you chisel the wrong brick, it penalizes you, but it'll like tell you which what the correct uh, outline is for it. And then there's Wario's Picross, which <laughs> he gives you all the time in the world, but he doesn't give you any hints. He's like, figure it out yourself. So Very Murder brand. by Numbers yeah. is like Wario's Picross, but it's insanely fun. And the story really does grip me. It's They describe it as Ace Attorney mixed with Picross, and it really is. Because I'm just playing it, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm getting so invested in the characters. I'm just loving everybody. Playing it with Peach, and we're all voicing people. It is... How did I sleep on that game? It's really fun. (laughs) So my recommendation for this podcast is to go play Murder by Numbers. It's really fun. That's interesting, because I've never heard of it until now, I don't think. I remember... um, Oh, sorry. I remember Eric Such uh, covering it. And because it was like obviously oh. murdered by numbers, and his podcast was Nintendo by numbers, right? Yeah. So it always reminded me of him. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah. Well, there you go. Honestly, my only complaint against the game is that the uh, the title isn't great. You hear "Murder by Numbers" and you're like, "Nah, it's, it's just some sort of nothing game." It's like, no, listen, it's really good. <laughs> it's just crazy. I'll definitely. Have Reminds to. me of school being in math class and be like, "Oh, just." <laughs> just end me. That's what it's about. Someone's just so bored. <laughs> Murder by boredom. Uh, enough about numbers. It's like, no, it's more than the numbers. It's, it's the murder. <laughs> it's the murder and there's Picross puzzles. Also just the puzzle of solving a murder. That also goes into the puzzle aspect. There you go. Are you into Picross and stuff, Bross? Is that your? I've never no, no. I've never invested time. But no, that, that that's sort of just like um, because I've already got too much to play. <laughs> like <laughs> I, you can't invest in a puzzle game because it takes a long while. Uh, yeah, it's like the thing. <laughs> Take me two years to beat it, probably. <laughs> no one me. <laughs> that's the th- that's the thing with puzzle games is like at the end of the day, it is it is something that requires a lot of thought provoking and. Um, you know, like using the mathematical part of the brain and sort of all that stuff. And you really want to get into it. But if you don't invest that time to sort of think and think and think, you're like, well, I'm not really getting getting out of it what I need to get out of it. Um, but yeah. my issue is that I play f- four different platforms of video games and it's really hard to keep up with anything, anything let alone discovering new things. But I will have to give it a try sometime. Yeah. yeah, I like that one. Honestly, I would say a good starter Picross game is on the DS, and it's actually on the Wii U because it was one of those few DS games that got a oh, yeah, Wii U yeah. port. It's Picross 3D by yeah. HAL Laboratory. It might just be my favorite HAL Laboratory game, and that is including all of the Kirby they've wow. made. Wow! Yeah. And Kid Icarus. It's, it's a whole different. It's a whole different logical thinking way. Smash Bros. Of. <laughs> Think yeah, there is Smash Bros. <laughs> that's a yeah, that's a big. Fighting words, but it's a whole different thinking process than 2D Picross because it's in 3D and you're making fun shapes and dang those puzzles get hard. The music's <laughs> good. It's all there. And there's a 3DS sequel and that one's got a whole different logic process to it because suddenly they have rounded shapes while Picross 3D is like cubed. 3D shapes. Cubioid. It's yeah. a lot different. It's probably... I did play it. You have to have Amiibo support for it, which I didn't have on my 
regular 3DS. So I was like, do I really want to hunt down a Amiibo adapter just for Picross 3D? Yes. I'm like, no. <laughs> yes. Not, not for round two. No. But. Scalpers probably yeah, have them I'll, by the drives. <laughs> Just buy, Maybe. buy all new 3S just to scan, scan Amiibo into. Yeah. I know. <laughs> or was that like, maybe I'll grab Peach's 3DS because hers is the new and then I'll like log into it with my account. It's like, this is so hard. Yeah. I will say that is a quality of life thing that Switch does is downloading other people's games. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess it's, it's it a, sounds a... like full on piracy, but it's not. Yeah. I promise. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I guess it, it's technically a console. So they got to do that with 3DS. It's like, it's your personal device. Yeah. You'll never want to yeah. sign out of it. You can't. In fact, yeah. <laughs> you could take it anyway. Yeah. You don't need to. Yeah. But truth and reality is, is that uh, we should just be able to do it pretty easily these days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's pretty easy to do. <laughs> Anyways, that's all I've been up to. Oh, all right. That sounds cool. I love it. Yeah. Hmm. Murder by numbers. Everyone get on it. Yeah. Murder by numbers. And uh, one more time, plug your podcast, let everyone know. Yeah, yeah. So uh, my sister Peach and I, we host the Super Show Saga, which is our continuation of watching all of the admittedly not so great uh, Mario animated cartoon series. Oh, what so are you talking right about? It's now, the best. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, it's the best in our hearts, but if we put brains only to it, it would be not good because yeah, yeah. I'm so surprised how much stuff just slips through the cracks. Like, I watch episodes thinking, yeah, you know, stuff ain't too bad, but I'm, on, I'm always noticing the colors changing, just people being drawn all weird. It's like, dang, mm-hmm. this is just the no quality checking was needed. Or maybe they didn't want to quality check because they were too embarrassed. Just wanted money. uh, (laughs) Yeah, we're on episode six today. So we update every Monday. Today's episode was called Princess Toadstool for President, which was a really, it's not even a very politically charged one. It's just, let's see who (laughs) wins by kicking each other in the shin the most. Let's win an electoral race by that. It's very weird. I think I remember uh, the episode you're talking about. (laughs) I've got uh, helpful visuals for you as we talk about it, but that episode is on my YouTube channel, just Delfino Durians, and then every 15th of the month, we go over a reanimated project, because, I don't know, those are very near and dear to our hearts. Peach herself has actually been on reanimated projects she's contributed to them so the last one we did was for the kirby reanimate which she did indeed do and next month will be mama luigi reanimated which that's like the pinnacle of reanimated projects mama luigi so (laughs) mama luigi to you mario (laughs) is best (laughs) really is the pinnacle so We'll be covering that on the 15th of every month, but every Monday we have an episode right on YouTube. I will see about putting it up on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. <laughs> Honestly, the only thing stopping me from doing that is that I have a whole backlog of episodes, and to save space on my computer, I've been deleting each episode audio <laughs> as I uploaded it, and I was like, ooh. I'm going to have to get those back. Get, get a USB. <laughs> yeah. Back I'll them figure up. it out. If you need I'll any help with it, you know who to call. 
Yeah, I called Drew because this mm-hmm. is the one who recommended it to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then Thank I'm... you for the guest appearance. No worries. One another week in a row. <laughs> no worries. Our pleasure. Well, hopefully we'll be yeah, doing yeah. this every week. So whoever shows up can be on. Can be on. Mm, that's right. Yeah. So I don't know if this is a decent time for you over there. Is it a decent time? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's all right. For what? Oh, just to be awake. <laughs> I don't know if it's oh, da- yeah. daytime or I'm nighttime. I'm always awake. Oh, you're always awake. <laughs> all right. There you go. Yeah. It's <laughs> nine o'clock right now. Delfino never sleeps. It's- no. <laughs> no, I do go to sleep, but I sleep like a grandma. I sleep at... 10 p.m. Yeah, Ron. Fair enough. I'm complete opposite. You sleep like a grandpa. What? Yeah. No, I'm complete opposite. Yeah, yeah. I sleep at like 3 a.m. in the morning. Mm. Yeah, that's not healthy. No. Well, nope. when else do I get time with kids, man? That's yeah. how it is. Yeah, well, mm. that is how it is. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. enough about me. <laughs> All, right. All right. How do you kick me out of here? I think you can just uh, hit, I think, yeah, I think there's a oh, button. Oh, I, I move over. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> Thank you. No worries. All right. All right. What a gem. Yeah, absolutely. Man, it's great to hear from her again. Always. Always always good to hear from Delfina. It's a lot of fun. I, I, this episode, I never planned to do like a big call-in segment, but here we are. Yeah, but here we are. It's great that it's people good. rocked up. Yeah, I really like it. It's fun. Yeah, I do too. I mean, that's what a lot of the show's foundation was built on when we first started, was talking to other people. Yeah, community. That's right. We yeah. like talking to people. So it's all about the, the people that play the games, make the games, not necessarily just the games themselves. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. All right. So we're going to bring on our last guest here, and he is the legendary Jamie Penning. Mm-hmm. He's been a part of our community for a long time. We really appreciate it that he's uh, always around and supporting us, what yeah. we do. Yeah. So, Jamie. Gonna hit the button for you, man. Do. Konnichiwa. Dairanto Smash Brothers director Sorano Sakurai. Yes, we are Sakurai. <laughs> Sakurai has brought on Jamie Penning himself. Jamie, how are you going, my friend? Hello, can you hear me? I can hear can you, do, sir. Ooh. Yes, we ah. can. Hey, how's it going? Good, good. How are you going? Oh, pretty exhausted, actually, but. Um, yeah, not too bad. You've, you've been looking up all those uh, Pokemon card deals to put in the Facebook oh. group. You've you, oh. you've driven yourself to exhaustion. <laughs> <laughs> no, I only inform. I do not. I do not make the decision. This is not financial advice. He says. <laughs> no, general advice only. <laughs> Just to pull everyone up, for what Jamie has done to us. What he's trying to get us involved with. Oh, is, I did not do anything. Oh, Jamie, I, I don't know about that, mate. So after our last sort of uh, Shining Fates pack battle, he uh, put uh, myself, Bryce, Dash, Brendan, and Dane into a Facebook uh, group chat. Mm-hmm. And with that, that, that's where we share like our Pokemon, Pokemon card deals, like future packs we want to buy. You know, just talk Pokemon cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know what? I don't know if, uh, uh, say, Dane would have... I think he was pretty keen to like, you know, say I've got to save money. Like my kid's got to go to university eventually, for example. But now I don't know. I don't know if the I don't know if Dane's putting food on the table anymore because he's just he's just buying Pokemon cards now. So, well, he is now getting sort of more into the online thing now. Yeah, which is probably more healthy for his addiction because uh, <laughs> he's usually one of yeah, the front. Well, I, he's usually one of the front runners to be like, I'm buying packs. 
He's a front runner for saying, no, I'm I'm out. Vinny's a front runner. The camera right back. So, oh, boys, I'm, I've got the shakes. So I've got to get back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I, I, I can't afford to buy packs anymore. It's just it, it, I'm broke enough as it is. So mm. I'm sort of into the online game now. And yeah. Yeah, I just um, I find that a lot more engaging. Mm. Um, like my Facebook feed is just full of open car deals and all sorts of um, sales that are going on. I can't afford to do that. Yeah, it, it's um. it's it's not a cheap hobby, and that's that's sort of the thing, right? Is like uh, Pokemon TCG. While it while it is incredibly fun, and like I'm I'm about to end my time with it too. Like come August after this EV set, after I do a bit of bit of exploration into that, I, I'm finished for a while because I have lots and lots and lots of cards. Um, mm. And it, it's it's time for me to sort of take a step back and I'm like, all right, I've got a collection of some really neat stuff that I've sleeved up, stuff that I want to keep and just hold on to for, for quite some time. Um, I've got a lot of bulk there that I can make decks out of when I want to play the TCG. Um, you know, it is it is time for me to push on. Yeah. yeah. And I, I've got to be honest, like with the Shining Fates expansion, I really hit it hard because I wanted like as many of those cards as possible. Mm. So I ended up with four Elite Trainer Boxes that are worth $100 each. Mm-hmm. I bought four premium collections, which are $75 each. Yeah. I bought like probably... $700 so far. Yeah, I bought probably like five uh, p- mad pin collections, which are four, uh, three packs each. They're about 30 bucks each. So I spent over $1,000 on this like recent run of Pokemon cards. Mm, yeah. And I never got the Charizard. I was really... Charizard was like my chase card. I know it's everyone's freaking chase card, but I really wanted it. I wanted it just to get it and be like, I can stop. Yeah. But it wasn't happening and I could, I could not. And I was starting to get double ups and all this type of thing. I'm like, I can't do it anymore. Like it's just, it's actually depressing opening these packs. It's like, oh, I got nothing. I got nothing. I got nothing. Yeah. Especially like the last run I got like, I got Nothing. I got. Shit. I got yeah. no full arts or anything. I'm like, oh, what the but that, hell? That's that's why that's why I've I've spread my time over the course of a few expansions, so I'm not too dedicated into like looking at one set and being like, I want every card from mm-hmm. this set or that mm-hmm. set because and that, that's that's the way to go. And I wouldn't be mm. like that, but I, I that uh, shiny G Max Charizard. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I want it so bad. Yeah. But I gave up and I got all my code cards together and I'm just bringing it out now for the people that are watching the video on YouTube. Like I've got like a stack <laughs> of code cards. Like it is nuts. So I went through probably 300 cards, including um, uh, codes that Brendan White didn't want. He put it on our Facebook group and I claimed them. I'm like, I've got to pull the Charizard. Yeah. I don't care if it's digital. Like the fact that it's digital, like it's, it's nowhere near as cool. It's not as valuable. It's not as anything. Mm-hmm. But I just want to pull it. Just just the excitement of pulling it. So I went through that many packs and I finally pulled it on the online trading card game. I'm like, I'm done. That's, yeah. That is my satisfaction. That is and you got a Skylar at the same time too, yeah, which I was got, interesting. Yeah, I got Skylar in the last slot of the pack. Yeah, I'm like, right. Oh my God. Imagine if you had that pack. I got, like, I got like four Skylars and I don't have one physical one. No, yeah. I look at Wacko Jacko. He got one of them in like how many packs? Ten. Yeah, Wacko Jacko actually says in the chat at the moment, anyone want a full art Skylar? Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll have the full art Skylar. Yeah. yeah. Give it, it to me. <laughs> he um he posted his uh, unboxing on his YouTube channel, Wacko Jacko, and he's just like, oh, Skylar, oh, that's cool. Yeah. I'm like, dude, you got one of the like more valuable cards in the set? Yeah, that's right. Because it's a girl. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah it's, and it's just always seems- the girl trainers that hit, hit up the high prices. Yeah, all the boys are like, oh, I like the girls. 
<laughs> I want to buy them. Jamie, if you went back to it right now, what would you be investing in? Oh, from the like old sets or what current day? So like current day. So I'm thinking like, you know, uh, we've got Chilling Rain at the moment. We've got Battle Styles as well. Uh, Shining Fates is slowly sort of coming to an end. Um, and then we've got in the future, we've got uh, uh, Evolving Skies as well. Sorry, I had to think about that for a second. And a uh, 25th anniversary. Um, so I guess card card sets from this year, are you actually interested in any of them at all? Mainly um, Evolving Skies. Like it, yeah. it, It's looking to be one of the best sets of the year so mm-hmm. far. Yeah, um, and the Return of Dragons. Is a, Battle Stars was a bit hit and miss. Mm-hmm. Like there are some cool cards, but it's not. It's more of a player's deck than a collector's set. Yeah. Same yeah. as same. Chilling Rain is a bit of both. Like there's a lot of playable cards in the set, along with the collectible ones, like the Galarian Birds and um, the Shadow Rider and Ice Rider Calorettes. Mm-hmm. Um, but Evolving Skies, I mean, we're going to have evolutions you know rayquaza being there's going to be other dragons in there as well yeah um it's going to be a very popular set come august oh yeah yeah now evolving skies is definitely is definitely my next target as well and um i've got one booster box on order i'm gonna hold on to that i might i might get another one during my course but after that i'm i'm done with this i'm done with pokemon it if it weren't <laughs> for the fact if it weren't for the fact that we're an evolution set i would have quit already but because it's an evolution set with with a bunch of nice arts and stuff like that yeah like i wasn't going to miss out on it so um it evolving skies and and the return of dragons too and i don't think that can be remissed either because we haven't seen dragons in uh pokemon sets since sun moon um so uh yeah it's it's definitely going to be cool for it to come back and sort of and i'll have a good crack at it but after that because just because it's an ev- an evolution set that's all i really care about personally i think you got caught up yeah, sounds like it. <laughs> That's all right. We'll, we'll, we'll talk more till he comes back. Um, anyway, yeah. So personally, yeah, that'll be my end. Yeah. Um, I think I think I've had my end f- for a month. I don't know because I look at EB Games. I'm very tempted, but yeah, when it's like two hundred dollars a pop or like eighty dollars for Elite Trainer Box or even even like individual packs, I just like I got to. Sp- I just think you went too hard on one set, man. Yeah, I did. Like yeah. that's the thing is like if you look at my collection, like a lot of the holo- the, a lot of the double ups I do have are mostly like hollows, whereas like a lot of my V and V Max cards I have absolutely, and and my rares for that matter I have absolutely no double ups whatsoever. I like meticulously plan it so that I get as very little as double ups as possible. So I have like a collection of different cards, mm. whereas like with you and Shining Fates, like you went really hard on that and ended up getting yourself. A stupid amount of double ups, including toxicities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I can understand why I mean, you burnt out. <laughs> that was just in the one pack, yeah. As that well, was that rid- wasn't even just over time. Yeah, that was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. But it's it, it, it's it's the same thing. Like with with the booster boxes, I'm 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 just sort of like evolution, the evolving skies. That's a standard set as opposed to a collector's like special set. So. Um, I'm I'm more than happy to buy a booster box and call it quits because that's 36 packs. 
you know, that's that's plenty. Um, I might buy a little bit more on top of it, and because of it's and because it's a normal set, it's not going to be ridiculously hard to get. It'll be everywhere for a while, you know. I'll probably slowly just pick up some more packs, maybe try to fill out the collection, get a few more evolutions, and um, then at the end of it, just say that I'm I'm sort of done with it after Evolving Skies. I don't need yeah. any more after that. At least Evolving Skies is just a normal set. That's what I mean. Like, yeah. yeah, with Shining Fates, it's like having to buy in a Elite yeah. Trainer box or a, a collection or the smallest thing you could get was the, the pin collections being 30 bucks. Yeah, that's right. With three packs. So it makes it a $10 pack, dollar a card. Mm. It's like very, very expensive. Yeah, I know you won't get a lot of return on most of those cards too. Yeah, so it is what it is. But the other day I went through all of my Shining Fates cards. I put them, like I put them in order of the set, one another. So I like I bundled every single um, duplicate together. Yep. So it's all in order. It's all in the Elite Trainer box. It's looking nice. My OCD is finally quenched. Quenched because like literally I like opened the packs. It, it looks like a, it looks made it look like a drug den, but instead of it was Pokemon card opens. <laughs> <laughs> so I just o- open some cards. Like ah, oh, I didn't get what I want. Just like leave the cards on the table. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Go for my next hit somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Uh, looks like Jamie's backed out. I guess uh, I guess uh, kids popped up. Yeah, which is okay. Yeah, of course. Thanks for jo- uh, thanks for joining in. If you're still listening, anyway, Jamie. Um, always good to hear from you, dude. Uh, whether it be in Facebook chat or whatever. Yeah, absolute legend. Yes, yes, he is. He's always been an absolute legend. That uh, dear Jamie Pettening of ours, beautiful man. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess I guess to wrap the uh, Pokemon card conversation up, um, yeah, Evolving Skies is my last dip, and um, I've I've I've, I've made that pretty clear. Like that's my set. I want that set. I want one good evolution card. Hopefully, it's the one I want. You know, and if it's not, I'm not going to chase it. That's what why. Uh, what evolution card? Would be your ideal one to pull. Um, Umbreon uh, or Sylveon or Glaceon, but one of the special art ones, and then I'll be happy. It doesn't have to be all of them. I would love, I would absolutely love to have all of them, <laughs> but that is not... Way too dangerous. Yeah, yeah. One, it's way too dangerous, and two, like, maybe it's just because I already pulled a Charizard, but just watching people pull for Charizards, I'm just like, please don't... <laughs> And like this is no, like I mean I got my Charizard. It's slightly miscut, and that sucks, right? But I've got one. I can say that I've pulled a Charizard. I don't have to worry about it anymore, and that's why I didn't bother too much with that because Champions Path in itself was a, was a special collection. Yeah. So you know, like I had my time with special collections before you guys jumped in with Shining Fates and did special collection there. I was hoping for the Rainbow one personally because I thought it looked awesome, but. Rainbow Charizard. Yeah, because uh, Champions Champions Path had two. It had the uh, Shining Charizard, the Shiny Charizard V, and then the Rainbow Charizard V Max. Right. Um, I pulled the rarer one out of the two, even though I was sort of more or less looking for the Rainbow one because it was cooler. Oh, it was rarer than the Rainbow one. Yes, it? yes, right it is. There. Yeah, the Shiny ones are rarer than the Rainbow Reds. Um, but uh, yeah, still, I pulled it. I pulled a Charizard. I've, I got my I got my only Charizard high I've ever had, <laughs> and probably ever will have. Yeah. Um. Uh, have have your kids showed interest in getting into uh, Pokemon cards? I know they yeah, might, yeah, they might be a little bit young because they might. Oh, Arthur, not, Arthur, no, not, not really. Arthur yeah. carries some spare ones that have sort of just got sitting about every now and then. He <laughs> carries them around. And- it's so funny because, like, you know, back when we were say five or whatever, if we're doing Pokemon cards and we get like the chance of, oh my god, and like we'll probably like just flap it around and bend it and just wreck it. Yeah, yeah. But like these days, like if if say you're like, all right, Arthur. Here's a, a Pokemon card pack. And he's oh yes, fantastic. He opens it, 
He's like being a kid. He's got his uh, gravy all over his hands. Being a kid, and then he's like, "Oh, look, I got a shiny card, and it's a Charizard." He'll be like, "Oh, I'll take that off your son, and I'll put it in the picture frame, and you'll never touch it." <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's like, what do you, what do you do as like parents these days? Do you do you take it away from him, or do you let him keep it and enjoy it? Because it's it's like such a rare expensive thing but at the same time it's a pokemon card yeah that's right yeah. so what do you do well what what i typically do is if if the kids are showing interest or whatever at the time and this feels a little bad to say but like i will inspect what's in there first because at the end of the oh, day oh really okay yeah like i will i'll i'll let them like i'll i'll open it and then i will sort of <laughs> do the shuffle trick and then check the back and then i'll give it to them does that make sense? Mm. Because if it is something that's going to hold value in the future and if I ever need to like get rid of my collection, if it's, you know, whatever, mm. like if I fucking run myself into debt or some crap like that, now I have to, like, I want those things to be in good condition and to pull something that, you know, could hold a value of thousands of dollars later on in the future. You don't want to, you don't want to see that get ruined. So have you had a instance where you're like, Oh, I'll take that out or. Um, not, yet not yet not really like if it's a v card or something like that it's not too bad kind of just like whatever if i don't have a particular one in my collection maybe i'll take it out if i'm interested but if it's something stupid like a greedent for example how many of those i got in shining fates kind of just let my kids have them like i'm not too fussed yeah um but like if like i'll do the trick like look at the back card and if i'm like Whatever, because, you know, I, I have to open it for them anyway, right? So I'll do the trick. I'll go, you go one, two, three, and then throw the energy. And then I'll sort of just like neaten it up, flick out the back card and see the edge. And if it's really sparkly, I'm like, all right, I'll just, here you go. And then they have a look through it themselves and I hold on to it. Because at the end of the day, um, they're probably going to do the same thing I did in the future, and like I look back and I look at my Pokemon cards, I'm like, I really should have just kept like really good care of those things because, you know, they're an oddity now. Those old cards, they're really hard to get a hold of. Um, and I regret, <laughs> you know, not keeping some of the rarer stuff I had because I had like hollows and stuff like that that I look at and I'm like, oh yeah, two hundred bucks, <laughs> you know. Just- would, would you sell them if you still had them? Uh, probably not yet, but just seeing how they creep up in value, like it's, you know, it's a huge deal. Um, so I kind of want to do the same service for them. I, I kind of like, I want them to enjoy it and I'm happy to sort of, you know, join in with them or whatever. But if I see a code card that's white, I'll check the back. And if that back is like, there's something shiny, I'll remove it and then put it aside. And then if if it's not too important, I'll let them keep it. And then I'll just be like, sort of, oh, wow, you got like a really good card. That's cool. Like if it's not important <laughs> sort of thing. But if it's something that's going to be stupidly expensive, I'll keep it aside and they'll appreciate it in the future, definitely, because it's going to be hell of a hell of a lot more of an oddity in the future than it is now. I'll just say, look, <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry, but I had to do it because, you know, it's, you know, I regret not doing it as a kid, taking care of these things. And you probably will too. Yeah. I was... Yeah. Like all my my Pokemon cards, I've still got them. They're in good condition still because I was always that kid. Yeah, but you never had siblings, too. No, 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 yeah, definitely. I was, mm. but I was I was the kid who have a coloring book and not color it in because I don't want to wreck it. And like my mum was like, Drew, because I, I I got these magazines on 
like weekly or monthly. The Rugrats magazines, the Rugrats around the world. Every yeah, yeah, I know the ones. Yeah, every issue they would go to a different country, and that's how like you know I learned a lot of my geography when I was a real little kid. And in the middle, they would have a couple of sheets, just like you know, coloring sheets. It would also have stickers where you put in this passport when you're like you know going around the world. And I would never touch the stickers. I'd never touch the coloring in. I'm like, I don't want to wreck them. I put them pristine into the binder. Never touch them. And it even got to the point where mum's like, you know, if you don't put these stickers in this book, I'm not buying them for you anymore. I'm like, oh, okay, okay. So like, you know, I did it just so, just because mum told me to. Otherwise, I wouldn't get any more. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you wanted to collect them. Yeah. So I was always just like, you know, keeping them. Very meticulous. Yeah. Yeah. So I was, I've always been like that, even with like my cards and that. Yeah. The same with like my game manuals, boxes, Game Boy Advance games, all that type of thing. I was always that type of kid, which is really weird. But when I was a kid, I, I appreciate it like as that. a collector now. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Whereas when it, when I was a kid, I didn't really have that at all. Like my uh, my mum used to um, put back to like put my N sixty four game covers back to flat and keep them in a filing cabinet. Don't know where they've gone now, and I wish. Mm. I wish I knew because she did keep them like organized for me because she's just like you know you might want them one day. So I do, Mum. Where are they? Yeah, where are they? <laughs> we don't know anymore. I think she might have thrown them out. Um, yeah, it's hard because like, you guys moved a fair few times. Well, so. That's that's right too. You know, we we moved a lot, so it was sort of like. But I I remember like seeing you know my Ocarina of Time case and stuff like that all folded up in the whatever and sort of I'd I'd go and look at it sometimes or whatever and I sort of just put it back and chuck it in there. But I wish I had those things now and like you know if if. I don't sort of take those lessons I've learned about collecting those things from my childhood and keep a hold of them and sort of look after and take care of them, whatever, and apply that to my kids who will probably be very much like I am and regret not holding on to things like that, then I'd be doing them a disservice. Yeah. You know? I mean, there's no point listening to your, uh, well, in, the, in, this case, in this case, there's no point listening to your five-year-old kid saying you know i don't care about my my possessions that i hold near and dear to my heart right now when i'm 20 that's right yeah <laughs> they've got no idea no like, similar to like we had no idea as well yeah and i mean like you know with with evie i sort of introduced the concept to her of like i want to get her a binder so that she can actually bind her up some cards but like i'm just like i'm like i said to her one day i'm like let's look let's look through my collection right and i just made sure i kept like three of every like if if i had more than three of a card like i just made sure i kept three of a card because three of a card is a good number it's what you want like in a, in a deck some cases you want four because you can have a four maximum of a card i just made sure that i kept three of like most cards right? anything that i had a double up of i pretty much went through the entire collection took any any over three out Mm. Put them all up, and I gave him, I, and I gave like a deck size worth. I put, I put some away because I'm kind of just like that'll probably hold, you know, a little bit of deck value or whatever. But I gave her a collection of cards where I'm just like, all right, here you go. And I gave her a deck box, and she put them in the deck box, and now she's got a deck box full of Pokemon cards, right? But I would like to get her a binder so she can actually put them in there and sort of appreciate the value of looking at them in a binder and being like, wow, you know, and then like sort of going back to that in the future, like. There was a there was a something that I stuffed up really bad as a kid. I really wish I didn't because it'd probably be worth a lot more now if I didn't fuck it up as a kid. But it was the Lord of the Rings pin collection? I don't know if you remember them from the Sunday Mail. Oh yeah, so I do yeah. actually. Yeah, from yeah, I stuffed it up as a kid, and I like I was supposed to like open up the fold and like put the pin bit underneath so that it didn't pierce through. But 
as a kid, I didn't really think too much of it and just pierced it straight through. So it ruined one side of it. Right. But I was five, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. And my grandfather did it with me every Sunday while he was sort of staying. And then, like, when he left, he would collect them for me and bring them down for me and would fill it out. And I've still got that collection somewhere. It's in absolute tatters now, but, like, it is a good memory. And I want memories like that to be preserved as opposed to, like, doing what I did as a kid and sort of stuffing it all up. But, like, you know. And I know there's, like, a joy and wonder and, like, discovering these things you, things yourself when you're a kid and stuff like that. But I'm not saying that I'm going to prevent them from doing it forever. You know, like, opening their own card packs and deciding what they want to do with their cards or whatever. But I want to sort of teach them the value of, like, what these things can mean to you when you're older because they're, some, they're like, a time that you're never going to get back. Yeah, definitely. Like, you know, if our parents had no idea about cards and collecting and this type of thing. Like obviously they might've had something they collected when they were younger, but like the value of like these cards and you know what they can mean in the future and what they might mean just to them as they're older. They had no idea, but we do, we do now. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I guess we can pass it on, but at the same time, not take the fun out of it. And that's the other thing too, is like our interests don't differ too much to what kids would do these days. <laughs> yeah. And I, I mean, that sort of comes back to earlier when people are just like, oh, Nintendo's for children. And I'm like, no, it's just something I've grown up with. And I think like as, as time has gone on and as generations have gone past, we've, um, appreciated the value of what it means to still be interested in something for a long amount of time as opposed to just chucking it to the wayside to, you know, sort of move into a different pastime. Yeah. Like, like you, know. you can look at it in the way where it's like, oh, it's cartoony, there's no swearing, there's no big, say, political <laughs> yeah. themes or whatever in there. Mm-hmm. But you can look at it that in some ways if you're playing Mario and it's uh, great for your family, it's great for your daughter you know, whatever to play. Yeah. It's, it's a lot better than say, oh, I'm a, I'm a big man and I'm playing a game a lot of teenagers play. It's, <laughs> it's just shootings. Like that doesn't necessarily make you a man either. A lot of teenagers play, say, like Call of Duty or, or Fortnite. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. It doesn't necessarily mean you're a, an adult or a kid or whatever. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It just, we, we've, we're slowly, we're slowly getting used to that concept of, um, you know, everything doesn't have to be segregated into an age groups in terms of interest. And um, no. I was thinking about this today, actually, like with Nintendo, it's like, you know, it is for kids, but it's also for adults. It's, but it's not like we're watching play school or something like that, which is like really for kids. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's like, we're not just, cause there's a lot of nuance to Nintendo games. Mm-hmm. It's not just like the colorful cl- characters or whatever. It's, it's not like literally watching like an educational thing. Where it's like, this is a, what what starts with A? Apple. Apple. Ardvark. <laughs> Apocathesis. <laughs> I can't remember how to pronounce that. <laughs> uh, I need to watch more Play School. They talk about that a lot on there. Uh, is it Apocathesis? I think it is. Yeah, there you go. You're telling me, my friend. Mm. Um, anyway, yeah, this is this has gone on way too much of a ramble. It has. Uh, we really need that button, that tangent button, that tangent alert. Do you uh, have that button? Do I have the goose still? <laughs> Yep, there you go. There you go. There's the goose. The goose is telling us to shut up. Tangent goose. All right, everybody. Thank you very much for listening to The House of Mario, episode 194. We're quickly approaching episode 200. Really excited about it. Uh, More plans on that to come. It's only a little over a month away, so stay tuned for that. Yeah, I also haven't haven't, uh, sort of brought this up recently, but uh, uh, I will be... 
you you are going on honeymoon soon enough. Mm-hmm. I'll be taking charge of the show for two weeks. So I do want to um, put it out there that uh, I've already organized something for those two weeks. Um, and it will be a generation-by-generation generation discussion with a good friend of the show, Metadox. Great friend of the show, in fact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Yeah. So it'll be a generation v. generation in both the senses. So we'll go through each uh, each generation of Pokemon um, as people who entered at different points in the series. At, at different points of the series, I started at Generation One. He started at Generation Five. So, and then we're going to talk about what we each get from each generation as sort of time goes on and where we see it. Because there's often there's definitely going to be different perspectives from the both of us. So it'll be interesting. Um, but uh, I do um, want to put it out there that if you have any particular love for a generation of some kind or what have you. Um, as as I as I get closer to the recording date, what I'm going to do is I'm going to sort of take uh, comments, I guess, about uh, particular generations. So if you have anything nice to say about your favorite generation of Pokemon, keep that in mind because I'll put up something for you to uh, sort of jot your things into. Yeah. I mean, even just send it to Bryce on Twitter or something mm. in case you forget by then. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> well. you can do that too. Yeah, and Bryce uh, will Twitter save it. or Discord, and I'll save it somewhere. And yeah, because um, it'll be twenty minute discussion per generation. And then after that twenty-minute discussion of a five-minute, five-minute sort of reprieve, and then sort of just add in the comments there, and just yeah, that sounds wicked. Because I've only, I've only missed one episode of the show, and that's because um, I was meant to get my wisdom teeth out, didn't. But I just wanted to hear our show from the perspective of a listener. So I'm like, Bryce, just do it anyway. No, just- you've actually missed out on more than one episode. Thank you very much. I did Have one. I? I did one with Dylan Blight, and I did one with Peachy. Okay, so two. Gotcha, yes, yes. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love, I, I really enjoy just listening as a listener. It's really, it's really <laughs> weird, but this would be interesting. This would be a good one too. Like yeah. I've got a format ready for it. I haven't talked more to Metadox Meta about it yet. But Actually. Uh, he'll be hearing it. He'll be hearing this. He'll be like, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Soon, soon Meta. Soon. Actually, I shouldn't listen because you never listen to the shows I do by myself. I do sometimes. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's just hard to keep up with podcasts. Like I, I've found an optimal time for listening to podcasts now or audio content in general. Yep. And that is uh, at work uh, when oh. I'm doing the drive through shifts. Gotcha. Yep. Because I can chuck my ear pods in and then I can sort of just, yep, when I've got to talk to somebody, chuck it back in and then whatever. Um, because most of the time it is me just moving around. You know, it isn't so much interacting with customers. So optimum time for it so yeah i'll probably catch up on some of them them at some point then awesome mm. i like the fact that you listen to them at work too yeah 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 i mean it's the perfect time to do it really i'm, I'm getting sick of listening to the radio with the same fucking three songs on god bless god bless wireless earphones am i right this they're amazing i never thought i'd care about them as much as i do <laughs> oh they're game changer like, they are, yeah the dead on game changer game changer mm. All right, so let's keep wrapping up the show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this has turned into such a long show. I was expecting a nice quick show, but yeah. all of a sudden it became a call-in show. I mean, and I, yeah, it was awesome. It was good though. Yeah, yeah it was awesome. Right. So if you'd like to uh, join our Discord community, there is an invite in the show notes. And uh, if you're feeling especially bloody adventurous, you can even join us on the show at 8, eight o'clock Australian Central Standard Time. We usually go live, record the episode on Mondays. So if you're on the Discord community around then, you're more than welcome to jump in. We'll pull you in when the time is right. So feel free to do that. And you can follow us on Twitter. You can follow myself at iDruby. You can follow Bryce at IVRevan. And you can follow us both on the House of Mario, at the House of Mario. 
And um, I've also got to give a shout out to our, our patrons because I have not done that in such a long time. But um, mm. recently, I have sort of uh, rejiggered the Patreon um, since we have also um, launched a pilot for a uh, kind of a brand new show. Been trying to get it off for a long time. So I'd like to thank our Patreon producers, Alex Harding, Samuel Hay, and DJ. Thank you guys very much. Really appreciate your support over there. And... Um, you guys help us keep the show on air, help help uh, pay for the uh, the services and that we pay for yeah. that uh, keep the show going. So really do appreciate that. It takes a lot of pressure off our backs. That's right, yeah. And uh, the show that I've put into pilot is Cracking Furfies. Cracking Furfies, we've been meaning to do it forever. Bryce and I wanted to do it. It's sort of like a spin-off of us, uh, you know, Cracking Furfies at the start of the uh, That's right. show. Yeah. Um, which we haven't drank in a long time, actually. I think... Recording late, beer is a bad idea. I feel it, it, it puts me to sleep. So beer is kind of a no-show for, for this show. But Crack and Furfies, um, it's a show where we sort of just have fun, enjoy ourselves, and uh, bring up some new stories. And we've got to crack the Furfy. Which one's the fake news story? Mm-hmm. Um, wanted to get it started with Bryce. Bryce's bandwidth is um, you know pretty short due to having kids in that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So life. It, it, yeah, <laughs> life, exactly. So it took um, – so, all right, so let's uh, find someone else. To fill in the show. Obviously, Bryce is going to jump in whenever he can, whenever you'd like to. Um, then I said, Daniel Treadray, would you like to come on and start the show? And sort of a similar thing happened to him. No kids or anything, but... He's busy, very he's, busy. He's, he's very busy. He works in hospitality, so his hours are out of whack and he gets a roster not very far in advance. So it's hard. Like, it's been like a year and so I was like, all right, Let's, let's try and keep things moving. But uh, Ash Wallace will be my co-host on Cracking Furfies. Good friend of my, mine since uh, high school. Good friend of Bryce's as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, he came on a recent episode of House of Mario about a month or so ago. Um, and he really enjoyed it afterwards. He's like, oh, this that was so much fun. And that just sparked something in my brain. Being like, I'd love to talk to Ash more. He'll be perfect for that show. And if he enjoys it, he'll be... A perfect person to ask. So I asked yeah. him and he was like, yes, he'd love to. And um, he's like, all right, what do I need? I'm like, well, you know, microphone, whatever. He already had most of it because he was being meaning to uh, get into streaming. So he already had most of the equipment, yep. but he needed a light. So he went and bought a light. So- <laughs> <laughs> Hooray. <laughs> Hooray. So now we can see his beautiful face. Fantastica. So yeah, um, if you guys like to check that out, there's a, a link to the the private video in our Discord. I put that in there for you guys, and also on the Patreon if anyone would like to um, check that out. It's just a pilot at the moment. We're going to do a pilot for three episodes. Work things out. Work out the segments we want to do. Um, just the general flow of the show. Then we'll be putting it on podcast services and YouTube um, after that. I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. First pilot was uh, a lot of fun to do. Um, yeah, we, we're just you know talking shit really yeah. that's what that's what cracking furfies is that's all it has to be it's a, it's a good time let's talk yeah. about whatever we like yeah. so bryce that's it that turned into a lengthy episode i appreciate everyone who listens f- to this long if uh if you're still listening put it in our discord community hashtag uh bryce is cool <laughs> if you listening bryce is cool hey look look I, I pay out bryce a lot it's a, it's a it's friendly banter you know i call him a goose i got a goose button for him um you know uh, on Dash Gamer, which we recently guested on, talking about E3, um, Xbox, and Nintendo, you know, I, you know, I, I gave him some digs. I paid out his PC because he paid out my PC. We had a bit of banter going on. Oh, he, 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 he's calling me a goose now. Yeah, look at that. He pressed that button, not me, everyone. But uh, yeah, we have a bit of banter. But I genuinely love this man. 
Oh. Love him very much. No, true. Man. So I want you guys to give him a hashtag Bryce is cool. Oh. Or love Bryce or something involving Bryce. Bryce is cool. We'll stick with it. Bryce is cool. Yeah, so it's all under one banner. Well, mm. Metadox will be like, oh, Bryce is a bloody legend. He smells like tofu. But guess what, guys? I'm vegetarian. So tofu is cool with me. <laughs> yes, don't like that beef stock. No, no, no. no vegetable no. stock only. No beef stock. <laughs> all right. So the doors to the House of Mara, episode 194, are closed. We'll catch you later. Say you're not a... Uh...